exactly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And I got in the studio with me right here, Jiggy Fly. And I got... MTI. Hey, you rhyme with all our guys too. MTI, Jiggy Fly, and then KTI on his way down to help us tonight with uh, our first edition of the Metlo. Well, so high on the Metlo, right? What are we calling it? So high on the. I don't know. We got what is it? So high? So high, so high, so high Metlo. So high Metlo. So just, high. just be so high Metlo. Sounds perfect to me. Okay. Perfect. Anyway, if you're in the area. Of Denver, or if you're just you know want to get in a plane right now and take off, you might be able to get here if you really hurried up and you were close, maybe LA or something. No, I doubt that's going to happen. But anyway, if you're local and you're here in Denver, come on through. It's free, uh, so we're not. It's not a big cash cash cow. It is literally a meetup, hangout here in De- here in Denver, rooftop, eleven eleven Broadway, Metlo, where we are right now, the Metlo Studios. And, uh, yeah, first edition, like I said. So every first Friday, if you're coming into town, keep a first Friday in your schedule so you can come hang out with us, just like Jiggy's going to do today. And we're going to have, uh, I think, maybe by the end of the show, two might roll through. And we also got Drew Greco coming in. Um, so, And then also on the line in about 20 minutes, we're going to have uh, the man himself, Mr. Trump. Uh, what was his first name, though? Chris Trump. <laughs> Chris Trump. Yeah, totally different Trump. Not, not the Trump. Um, and we're going to be talking about some serious uh, soil stuff and ag talk because he's uh, coming out of Idaho and a real teaching. He's, I guess he's been teaching some classes, and we're going to get the whole story. I don't know. KTI, KTI kind of told me. Let me see if he sent me. He was supposed to send me like a little bio, which would have made it a lot easier to uh, explain this goddamn thing. <laughs> but let's see. Oh, KTI, here it is. Oh, Chris Trump currently lives in Idaho, moved from Hawaii. So that's a big difference right, right there. So he came, uh, he's a master natural farmer certified by Master Che of Korea, so that's cool. Um, and he studied microbiology analysis under Dr. Elaine Ingham and applied his deep knowledge of God to his practice to truly become a man of wisdom. So this is going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, his family's farm is currently in the largest natural farm in America, growing over 800 acres of macadamia nuts. They have returned sick trees to vital health, completely eliminating three fungal diseases that academics said were impossible. So this is going to be a good show. You're gonna, I'm glad I got him with me, too, because, um, I mean, obviously, it's not like everyone knows who the fuck Jiggy Fly is, right? Because, I mean, I, I said it to Duke, and Duke was like, who the fuck, what's a Jiggy Fly? So I know I know that that's a, maybe people don't realize the talent I have in the, in the room right now with me, but if you saw the buds and smelled them and tasted them, which so far anybody that's done so has been like, holy shit, this guy knows what's up. Um, this man worked uh, in the industry for a long time here and has seen a lot, and he's kind of like, he's been pulled back, literally been pulled back into the, into the scope of it all by, um, name the product? Oh, by Kogos. Kogos. Yeah. Kogos Nutrients. I think of Grow. Every time I hear Kogos, I think of Kogro or something. No. Kogos Original. Kogos Original. And so 
We'll be talking a little further in the show about all these, because I mean, so far, I'm, I'm definitely a, a believer in the finished product, and if it's as simple as it sounds, it's in one of those, like, oh my God, are you kidding me? So we're going to talk to him, and so we're going to talk to, we're going to see all sorts, or I guess we're going to be seeing all sides of the uh, spectrum of growing today, which is nice, because sometimes our shows are not about enough growing, and everybody gets pissed off, like, we won't grow, and then they want strains, so they have to talk about strains, we won't talk, we'll otherwise, you know. I love to, strains. I love strands. you got to say strands. So, strands. Yeah, you got to say strands if you want to be taken seriously in the, in the world <laughs> of cannabis these days, because that's, you know, that's how it's going. <laughs> that's how bad it's gotten. You mean strands, right? Um, so let's do our shout-outs and uh, sponsor stuff out of the gate so we can open up the space to this incredible conversation we're about to get down into deep into. Um, we are starting with new Millennium Nutrients, which are some nutrients I've been running now for a couple of years. And, you know, it's not a one part, that's for sure, but uh, great products, uh, well thought out, and like I said, seasonal, which is one of those deals, which I, f- I feel it kind of keeps people who are, you know, sometimes a little bit lost in the idea of between like, you know, you stick them on a straight eight, eight week or a nine week and they're used to that. And then all of a sudden you put it to a 10 week and they somehow can't seem to bridge the gap or something like that. This, this kind of gives you that control because you're within your seasons and you kind of know front end of the... You know, you know how seasons work. I believe. I think most people do. Hopefully, then otherwise, otherwise we're gonna have a hard time with the show if you don't know how that works. But in general, the uh, products are all super well sourced and well thought out. And like we, you can check out the last. I think it was a couple shows ago. We had them on. We had them on a few times. So listen to some of those previous shows for some of the details. And the thing is, I mean, it's one of those. Um, you know, it's not a completely organic line, but what is really, like, even vegan matrix and all the, the ones that you really think are, are like, well, you know, maybe 2%, but, you know. Questionable. Questionable. There's always a question, and that's usually the working part, right? The, the part that actually works is the questionable part that's like the little drop of who knows what. Well, it always makes me wonder, what is, what is in suspension uh-huh. that holds it from continuing its biological cycle in the bottle while it's on the shelf? Mm-hmm. Ending in a blow-up or something. I'm always tripped out on just on just all the nutrients in general. When I see them on the shelf, I'm always looking at it like, like you know, just the fact that there's things that are active in these bottles that are there that you know they have to. And you know when you when they were tested when they did their their organ tests and they realized that like wow, a lot of this shit is bullshit. You know what I mean? Like there's so you got to like you're really like going through like a landmine. When you go to a lot of times to nutrient label, I just feel like because you're you're walking down that aisle, you don't know. Are you picking out that one that it's all just dead in the bottle? Because there's mm-hmm. also you know run to run things are different, you know. And as you've seen, now these guys have been developing these over the last five, I think about five or six years. This nutrient company's been. I'm not exactly sure, but it's uh, about that in my mind. But it's also been a developing thing. Um, they do also work with a bunch, a few other amendments like uh, Playgrounds. Green Sensation, and also Budswell. And Budswell, I was always a big fan. You were a big fan of Budswell back in the day? Back in the day. Back in the day. It is a back-in-the-day product, for sure. Still, like, even when you pick it up, you feel like, man, I'm going back into the 90s with this shit. Like, I smuggled it to Amsterdam. Right. I literally carried fucking guano to Amsterdam. I thought it was just such a, like, it was just like, oh, please don't fucking blow up in my bag. You know what I mean? It all taped up. Looked super sketch. It was like a big taped up liquid <laughs> fucking bomb. Whatever, like they would have freaked out nowadays. But this is the this is the nineties still. But I was like, I can't get it in Amsterdam. I need it. And I like I was like loading my bag up and I, I remember just like kind of praying. 
what made it got real cold. I remember I got there I was like fuck this shit. I hope it didn't freeze after all that, you know. Right. What's that? Oh yeah, forgot about Shaz. Yeah, you know that's what happens. We're in the we're in the middle of it. Go to newmillenniumnutrients.com. Check out their uh, store finder and also their calculator on their website, so you can kind of figure out what you need. Wait and uh, don't waste any money. And keep listening to the show because I'm sure we're going to have them on in the next few weeks again, as usual. We're going to get Neil on the show too. That's our big goal. The owner got to get him on. Got to get these guys on the show too. Incredibles, Incredibles Edibles, and Incredibles Extracts, and Incredibles Extractors, and all of the above. All top quality uh, products that's uh, in house grown uh, as far as their edibles go, and their shatter, which is superior, and their pens, which are fucking beautiful. Uh, if you can get them, they're usually sold out. And now they've got a whole bunch of new medicated and microdose products, which are skin products and bath bombs and mints, mints and things. And so you should definitely check out I Love Incredibles. Dot com to see all these products, same thing, store finder, things you may need. Um, if you live in Colorado, you just have to go to any dispensary because they're going to be in them. But you can also find them in Nevada. You can find them in California. And, uh, you can find them coming up soon in Puerto, Puerto Rico, as our, Mr., as our guest. No, our guest will not say that. He's from Hawaii. He's not, he's not Donald Trump, if anybody hasn't figured that out yet. Donald Trump is not on the show. <laughs> double check just to double check but yeah go to iloveincredibles.com and see where you can get them into your life man they are the shit build a soil wow shipping shipping from build a soil free in Colorado that's a good deal because uh, heavy that's some stuff you may have to pay some serious shipping no matter even if you're in Colorado I saw some people bitching online about them like man it was 130 like it's his fault that it's expensive to send dirt you know what I mean I was like right. if you want dirt in the mail it's going to be fucking expensive think about it you know just drive a truck and go over there exactly um, so uh, com. if you want to check out the latest uh, prices and product lines that they've got if you've got any kind of uh, beneficial insects you need to get they're great guys to get them through yeah, contact them uh, at 855-877-SOIL if you don't have a computer and you're out in the middle of nowhere and you're like, I got to get it now. Talk to Jeremy, hopefully. He's the man. Um, and if not, talk to any of the people who work there because they're all super competent and uh, yeah, great source for super hard-to-find amendments, too. If you haven't looked at them yet, take a look now because you will be amazed. It'll be things you've never seen in your local grow shop, which is, like, that's, that's the nice part about it, is instead of it being like, yeah, I can get that down the street. It's like, no. shit, I've never fucking seen that, but where the fuck did you get that? You know what I mean? And so anyway, cool. And especially if you're into no-till or something like that. If you're into no-till and if you're into soil growing and if you're into like, you know, old school uh, beds and good rhizospheres, then this is your guy you want to contact because he is a world record holder in pumpkins. I think tomatoes, he's got a few medals. I don't know if he's world record, but 10-pound tomatoes. And the guy, the same guy you've seen on the back of, uh, of the uh, mycorrhizal bags of, from, uh, what's the name of the company now? Biosol. Come on, you're the guy working the shop. I always forget, too. I was good till I got here. <laughs> I was good, yeah. Extreme Pro gardening. something? Extreme extreme gardening. Yes, extreme gardening is correct. Oh, I know. I'm a, somebody in the chat room? Here's you sharp up? as a tack. No, that was me. Yeah? Oh, man. See that? He's not even... He's like... he's He remembers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Extreme gardening. It's the same thing I forget every time. Uh, but, yeah, you can talk to Mr. Ron Wallace if you contact him direct. Uh, 
tell him you're uh, a listener of the show. He, he get, he's getting a kick out of it because he's getting a lot of hits from a lot of our listeners. And, um, you know, everybody who gets the uh, products from him is always amazed because, again, he's focusing on the Rhizosphere. And he's really like, it, it's weird when you have him on the show. We have him every, um, every uh, ha- Halloween time period. And it's like, it's just on the same fucking time. It's like everything's the same. You know, we just we just have a few different requirements. And he's actually putting on... 40 to 60 pounds a day at, at a certain rate. So you're like, yeah, it's putting on a little more than us, but, you know. Yeah. But he's in that excitable zone where you're like, holy shit, 40 to 60 pounds a day. It's all water weight, of course, you know, but still. But you got to get it there. Yeah, and not split it, and he's on this whole other tip. They're out there, like, keeping them wet, and, you know, like. Oh, they run misters and yeah. shades. Exactly. So they gotta, they're on a whole other stressed-out level than we are. And then nobody even gets nothing out of it except for the fucking win or the lose and the poor seats. Bragging rights. It's all bragging rights, exactly. And bam, speaking of bragging rights, you may, if you want to get some bragging rights, then you might need to go to seedsherenow.com and pick up some new genetics so that you can be the new guy on the block with the freshest flavors. Um, they're accepting Bitcoin, which is a very good move, I'd say, if you're, after all these banking issues that people have with cannabis industries and stuff. It's... It's kind of like why aren't more people doing it? I don't know, but we're all we're all weird. We're all we're all old guys trying to get like taught of these things. We're like, Ooh, I don't know, bro. It's in the you know. Before we were worried about cards. Now, like I know a lot of guys who never even had a debit card right. until like a couple of years ago because they're just like, no, it's like <laughs> the man. You know, and me, me too. But at a certain point, if you have a business, you're gonna like got to do it, right? But uh, yeah, so they accepting bitcoins, which is awesome. But they also have what are their big specials? Because I mean, maybe James is gonna call in at four twenty. I haven't really. Confirmed nor nor not confirmed, and that keeps it always interesting. But he's he's got some January specials going. Hit, are you already, get, get on the mic. Get on the mic, Mike. All right, let's see if I can read them. All right, you can both pull the mic over, can't you? Isn't it? I guess I could. All right, yeah. Exactly. You know, it's crazy. It's, we do crazy shit around here. All right, we see got uh, uh, January specials. The breeder specials are all dark horse genetic packs, uh, fifty dollars. Uh, Brothers Grimm seeds, Apollo Hayes Green Avenger Rosetta Stone for eighty four eighty eight, and all Crockett Family Farm seeds one hundred and eight uh, eighty eight. A lot of eights in there. Yep. Is that like isn't that eight like a in China a bad thing or not? It's like a bad. Is that a bad unlucky number? Or there's always you know they have their, their luckies and unluckies. Anyway, gotta say, watch out with those China. <laughs> you don't want to get, get on their bad side. James knows what I'm. James knows what I'm talking about there. So, um, but you can go to seedsaholics.com also. Their other site and check out their um, auctions going on. There's a bunch of uh, there is a bunch of uh, charities also there. So, you can put your money to good good cause, and all those charities that give 100 percent to the cause, which is awesome. So, you know, it's the real deal and. Uh, Speaking of real deal, they have like 35 breeders on deck, so uh, all all U.S. breeders, um, me included. So it's a good good bunch of guys, actually. Good, he's got a good good corral of high quality breeders, and so uh, you get in the original packaging and guaranteed, which is a huge thing. So, and welcome back to our Overlit Studio. Mm-hmm. Should we shut the shades or not? It's like whatever. Just I don't know. Who cares? Over overexposed, underexposed. I doubt most people are watching the show because of the great fucking visuals. 
And if they are, they're fucking out of their minds. Like, I don't know, like, what are you looking at? And one day, one day we'll have no, some. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. It's okay. The levels are good. Everyone's excited. All right. So um, before our friend calls in, which we should be in about twelve minutes, we can we can start down the down the road here with with our buddy Brett, aka Jiggy. Jiggy Fly. How'd you get the name Jiggy Fly? When Xbox very first came out, it was a basketball player that could not be beat. And my kids actually named him Jiggy Fly, and he was like eight foot tall, green mohawk flying. Couldn't be beat, you know, killed everybody. Till one day one of my kids killed him because they also couldn't beat him. So it was just this. Killed. Un- he was killed in, in virtual. Well, death. yeah. It was cyber suicide, you know, almost, you know, leaving it, the memory stick with my daughters, you know, and they hated Jiggy Fly because, oh. you know, he ruled the Xbox, of oh, course. Oh, my God. Well, so um, what's up? No, I was just wondering if you want me to shut that. No, I'm just wondering if it would, I don't know, just I feel it on the back of my neck, like attacking me. But, uh, and, and uh, I mean, obviously, You've been growing a while. I mean, it's not not going to say for forever. But how how old were you when you started? Give me a little background on your on your. I started in 1981. Okay, so that was a good. That was uh, even pre-Phototron, as we were talking about the other day. Yeah, right? that's like that's like your 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 shop <laughs> lights under the kitchen table. Uh huh. Awesome. And we're, and where were you living here in Colorado? No, we were in a small town in northern New Mexico that was really oppressive. Really? Oh, I've had terrible history with New Mexico. So, oh, like I always thought of New Mexico as being a little bit more cool, as far as like, uh, kind of like backwoody. And I used to go to New Mexico. I used to go to Taos when I was a kid in the summer. That was my that was my only real experience before an adulthood. And uh, you know, it seemed pretty. At that point, it was just silver. Everyone's into silver, and everyone's into like turquoise. Right. My friend, that's what he did. He made bell buckles, and you know, it just had this kind of rustic vibe and small town. And then I went back recently, and it wasn't like still relatively small, but definitely blown out way more. You know, it's like, oh shit, they got a their own version of a Whole Foods, and they have their own. But it, but definitely seemed like it was still kind of loose, even then. Though the weed laws weren't so great, but it was like the no building codes. That's for sure. <laughs> for a while, it was really great, but. Mm-hmm. You know, it just got to where it's such a small place, and you know how it is when you're bringing the heat, everybody knows you, and yeah, I just had to move to Colorado to do what we do. Right, and that was, and that was um, you're talking about, I mean, because 81 or whatever, you're talking about just, like, fucking around and growing, or were you, like, actually from that point on? No, that's when we started popping beans, mm-hmm. and... Did you it, order them from Europe, or...? No, you Eventually. couldn't get European seeds at that not, point. Not then, but I'm saying later on, did you Oh, guys? of course. Yeah. Um, when Neville put his ad in the back of High Times. Because that was probably like around 84 or something like that? Or? Um, Thinking about that. Right around 84, 85, 86 maybe. Definitely by latest, 86. But. Definitely by 86 because I already had weed that people grew from seed. Because I had a guy who used to grow weed that he bought. He bought seeds off Neville and he didn't tell any of us. And he was also like, you know, we were always... Everyone bring weed, and all of a sudden he just brought some ridiculous. You know, I was like, "What the fuck is that?" You know what I mean? He's like, "Oh, I got it from some." You know, he made us some story, oh, you know. and it was just like, "What? That doesn't sound right." Like some lady, I got it from a lady. Uh, I was like, what lady? You know, like come on. And then he's, but he was like really persistent to not tell us. And then it was like 
now he has a grow shop there. So right. now it's pretty obvious. But but in, in the time, he was like, nope, nope. You know, 100% convinced us. You know, at one point, we we're like, okay, I guess he really didn't. But it was, you know, he said, oh, it is Afghani. You know, and, he, and then he started to know too much about it. So it was at that point where we were kind of like, all right, nobody knows that much stuff about their wheat. So, um, so when you were, uh, where'd you get your seed, first seeds from? Well, you know, we would scout and do that whole, every year you expect it to come around, mm-hmm. Halloween, Christmas, and you're just scouting for seeds in anybody's sack. And from there, you know, you just kind of watch out for the best bag seed you could get. And by the time Neville put his first ad into the back of High Times, it was just a small square. Mm-hmm. I saw that ad the day High Times came out because that was always a marked event, you know, got to get to the bookstore, get your magazine. Right. I rolled back, saw that, lost my mind, wrapped $600 bills in carbon paper, stuffed them in an envelope to a faraway land nobody would even heard about Right. for mystical magic beans. Some P.O. box or something. Right. Yeah, exactly. Post bus. Post bus. But it took almost a year to get my beans back because they kept losing them to this green merchant deal that, that happened. Uh-huh. And so my beans were just constantly being picked off. And I'd call Neville and he'd be like, oh, don't worry, man. You know, we're, we're going to try something different. Yeah. And, you know, so he was a very stand-up guy and got the beans here finally. Well, that's the thing is there is a, you know, it's kind of known now there was a network here that made it all work and then it all became like, okay, now, you know, they'll send them over in soup cans or whatever. Right. You know, they had their little system, get them to the right guy, and then he would sell, send them out of here. And it, you, then, then, then they seemed to get, I think they got their shit together after a while. But, yeah, probably those first ones were, I'm sure they just tried. Oh, to, it was they, sketchy. They thought they could just send them back straight over here, I'm sure, too. And it was like. But the day you get it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they would rub the hands, and here we go, right? Well, that's awesome that you were there in the that time because it, so like, um, you know the the scene, you know, literally was held together by the Dutch, and that's where you got to. It's like certain people you got to give them credit, and and you get like a lot of you always get a lot of flack whenever you do these things, and it's like you know like the Dutch get a lot of shit about you know their weed sucks or this or that, but the reality is. It's it's because they're in commercial turnover situations, so they don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? They just, but there is good weed there, and the reason that there is good weed here, and the reason that there's good weed everywhere, is because they actually like kind of held on to it just for that twenty year time period or so. You know, twenty 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 five years, and it was like now it's like they want shit from us. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're tired of their recombinations of skunk haze and you know. Afghan and things ah, like going nuts because it is the same just recombination stuff but so that but what you will see is in the next uh, near future I think well like the next year or so Neville's coming back on the scene and it's gonna be interesting to see what he's got to pull out because he's you know been he's in Australia again he's back there and he's somehow managed to take care of all the bullshit that's happened there and come back and now he's gonna be uh, running their their actual medical program or something, so it sounds good. It's like uh, I think it's a perfect. Now that Cali's gone, you know Australia's looking at Cali, right? Because America's flooded with Australians now. Like there's so many living here in both LA, New York, everywhere. It's like you're like fuck. There's so many Australians here. You know what I mean? So, so I think they're gonna. That should be. And Melbourne's always been a really cool place. And Australia, you ever been there? No, I haven't, but on the bucket list. It's one of those 
like it's weird because it's like the north is like kind of like our south. It's like a flip, obviously, because we're on the opposite thing. But their north is our south. So when you go north, it gets warmer. It gets more like Florida. Got more rednecky, and it got also more like like totally anti weed. You know, it's like the farther the warmer you got, the more anti weed it got. And then you go down south to Melbourne, and it was like past Sydney, and it was like for some reason got the colder it got, the more people didn't give a fuck. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> when you got to Tasmania, it was legal. Seven plants were legal in Tasmania. And this was all like back in the 90s when I was like, what, legal? And it was like, and then in Melbourne and South, it was like six plants and up to a point. And so it's always been like kind of like way more liberal and cool in their, in their, uh, their North, or, well, their South. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, back to... Uh, Growing, but would you grow with? Uh, see, you say we. You meant like partners and stuff. Like you guys had old crew, little crew guys. You always try that with when you're young. Yeah, your best friend is your partner. Mm-hmm. Six months later, not so much your friend because yeah. he was your partner and that kind of deal going on. So mm-hmm. yeah, I probably wrecked a few friendships doing that and found out at the end of the day, you know, you're always the last guy standing. So yeah, I mean, and, and growing is really like uh, uh, there's a lot goes into it so it's one of those give and take things where you're like okay well we have you know got a location so that's usually one guy you know what i mean and then mm-hmm. you got the the work and then you got the brains and then you got the bra you know and then, then you got all that going on and then there's the inputs and nobody takes care you know if if you're like me you're you're maybe too lax and you just kind of assume it's going to all come back and then it never does and then the other guy pulls out all his fucking receipts to everything he's ever done in the last six months and so it's all me you know what I mean like wait a minute so you're talking about I gotta pay for your coffees and your thing yeah, you know it's all oh, you didn't keep your bills it's like no fuck that I don't you know we I'm, call that the pencil whip you know and so I'm never you know I'm always getting pretty I always had that problem with people because I always like assume that we're all doing it for the big big picture you know and I wasn't really petty and then the pettiness would come up right around harvest time and you'd be like oh my god here it comes you know and it's just it's it is inevitable because a lot of people look at it commodity driven and other people are looking at it like passion and, you know, oh, well, we'll have a, there's going to be an overflow. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? That kind of, which is usually the way I think of it. Like, well, if you do it all right, it should be fine. Right. Once you get over a certain amount, everybody should be happy. But somehow, you know, you don't hit that mark. Everybody's that is real bad. And you're at that. Yeah. Friends don't matter at that point. And so did you move to Fort Collins or did you? No, we moved. Right to Colorado Springs, oh, spring, and okay. we've moved away a few times, but we uh-huh. keep finding our way so back. Spring, spring seems to be like one of them. I mean, it's got a lot of military there too, right? So it's one of those areas I get a little mixed signals when I drive through that area. I'm always like, there's some really nice houses, and there's some really nice places, but then there's also this whole military-esque vibe because you're going past like you know bases and stuff, and you know that in that mountain over there, there's a fucking some crazy shit going down or yeah. something. So it is kind of like it, it feels like maybe. I don't know. It seems to be a little that that to me is a not a cool thing because I feel like there's you know a bunch of dudes that are all just roided out and ready to fucking you know whatever in the area you know so kind of do you guys go out there a lot or are you just kind of like that's your spot and more from the well I would say you know first we have a really interesting cross culture there that I don't know I wouldn't say everybody keeps each other in check but you know there's a we all know it's an oppressive environment for gardeners there. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it, but you know what starts with us kind of filters out to the rest of the state, mm-hmm. and we all end up feeling it. So, boo to that, right? And and uh, so, what year was it again that you came here? Oh, 
when I moved to Colorado was probably 1986. Okay, right. So in the 80s still. Um, and at that time period, what was, what was prevalent around here that you thought was besides what you were growing or besides your own little crew? Did you, did you uh, come across any um, from Western Slope or any kind of stuff that maybe lost in the shuffle nowadays? Well, of course, you know, we always you know, want to talk about peonia. Right. You know, the old Peabud was legendary for anybody. Sure. And, you know, there was another spot down in um, southwest Colorado where they had some really nice, like, cush bud that was coming out, and mm-hmm. they were calling it Placidus. And that was really nice back in the day. Right. And if it's in the 80s, it's like it's way pre, pre uh, OGs and the cushes. So it's more Hindu, more real, you know what I mean? It's like, in that sense, it's like, okay. Because uh, the Peabody, like, so one of the funniest parts of that was that um, the friend of mine who's uh, Sheldon, who does the printing work, you know Sheldon from uh, Graffiti Factory? The, no, I don't know Sheldon. Okay, so Sheldon uh, used to go mountain biking out in Peonia all the time, right? And then he, back in more like the 90s, I guess, early 90s, he would literally just, like, meet these guys on the trails and get good weed. You know, like, the best weed was, like, on the trail, meet this one guy, boom, you know, and they were all mountain biking at the time. And what's funny is that the idea of bikers, people think of bikers, and the story just got completely misconstrued by a bunch of people when, you know, it became, like, Bikers, you know, all of a sudden, oh yeah, you get it from bikers. It's like, no, you get it from mountain bikers. Like, I like dudes wearing like spandex <laughs> and shit. It's not you know? as hip though. It isn't as hip, but it's just funny because it instantly got the story all like discombobulated and shit. But because um, he was talking about it from years ago, and then like, yeah, then and then the Hell's Angels, of course, never helps when that name gets thrown around because then people just now you even taking it one level and now you are talking about bikers you know what I mean but yes and and it had nothing to do with that but it's just funny because it went like that like literally from the third guy down it was like yeah dude hell's angels he got it I was like did he no I think he got it from a dude wearing spandex anyway I always thought that was a good one so um well if you did you'd never want to tell anybody let's see if uh we're, oh we're at 332 this guy what is he he's late what's going on man I thought be on time like KTI would have this shit Ooh. precision mm-hmm. guess not guess not <laughs> I'm just looking to see if I missed any kind of yeah, the phone lines are open, phone lines are open. Oh. there we go oh. you heard us. hello there welcome to the Adam Dunn show how you doing hey thanks Glad hey, how's it going? We were just checking. We were like, he's two minutes late. This is this is this is unheard of. Now, of course, we're, we're usually <laughs> we never know what time it is around here. So you're you're perfectly perfectly on time. Uh, so you calling from Idaho right now, or? Yeah, I'm in Boise. Boise. Okay, great. Um, so uh, let me just uh, introduce yourself to the audience here because uh, I did a pre-intro, but we'll get you to intro yourself. Awesome, yeah. So this, I'm talking to Adam. Yep, this is Adam. Adam Dunn of the yep. Adam Dunn Show. This is me. Awesome, I'm, man. And we are live right now, too, so. Cool. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm i in Boise doing some farming, trying to look at uh, a way for refugees in Idaho to kind of do agriculture as an income. And mm-hmm. so that's been a fun project. Kept me uh, busy and interested. And 
Yeah. I grew up farming. Um, born on a farm in on the Big Island of Hawaii. Yeah, much different and, climate. Much uh, different climate than Boise, huh? From uh, obviously and uh, pretty pretty drastically different. Yeah. I guess right it, now there's snow on the ground in Boise. Uh-huh. My kids uh, last year this time it was the first snow they'd ever seen in their life. Wow. They're all born in Hawaii. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's a pretty big change. For sure, and um, I mean. I guess when you're growing up on a farm in Hawaii, is it like uh, now you had your, like you're you're working with like your grandparents and fa- parents and that you know way? it was my dad. My dad is um, as far as my heritage, um, as far as professional farmers, at least beyond you know relatives that I know of. He's kind of the first generation of farmer. Right. So yeah, my dad was a. Uh, Farmer, so we had cattle and sheep and pigs and chickens and grew pineapples and eggplants. And uh, for the last 30 years, we've grown uh, macadamia nuts, which is um, good fun. Sure. And um, and how much how much acreage are you talking about? Right now, we farm about um, 750 acres wow. of wow. macadamia nuts. Yeah. So that's all mechanical and, uh, I mean, like assisted or I guess, and large scale, pretty large scale at that, at that rate. So it's not, it's definitely not a, not a single, not a single, single little guy operation or anything like that. How many people you employ for that? Yeah, we live in a small town and, um, we employ, uh, 16, 17 people year round. Mm -hmm. And then during peak harvest, we have some people that, um, are happy to come in and, and be involved um, for, you know, a few months. They're retired or, or whatever. And uh, so we have a small crew that comes in and does a little bit of handpicking, about 10 people. So during peak harvest, it's, you know, for about 30 people, six so. months or, yeah, about 30 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, it's mostly mechanical now. There's not a whole lot of... That's uh, what I was going to say. Most of it's been kind of thought out a little bit more uh, than the old days, I guess. So, um, and, yeah. and uh, on, a, on a sort of off subject, how, how, how do you feel about like uh, the whole Fukushima and Hawaiian thing? And is that affecting all the wildlife there? And have you noticed anything? <laughs> you know, who knows? Who knows what we'll be talking about, about the long-term effects on people and everything you know yeah i mean it just seems like it's 30 years it seems like hawaii is going to get the brunt of it obviously just just by location and and the fact that you know my i have friends in seattle though who uh you know it's kind of one of those deals where we were out there and, and we were on a dock and we we're doing some dabs and i was like and he's like yeah i haven't been by the water in a long time and i was like you know why and he's like he's like oh well just because there's shit floating up now and it's all you know hitting us it's now hit physical pieces of parts and docks and boats and things are all kind of coming over from there and they're actually, you know, checking them and they're registering on Geiger counters and stuff. So he's like, yeah, I just can't, you know, I can't come down with my kids. And I was like, damn, like, all right, well, that just changed my whole perspective of, of, you know, the, the realities of this shit's like for real now. If it's, it's been so, I'm just thinking if it's in Seattle, it must be worse for Hawaii, I'd, I'd assume. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of thought about it. And um, when it first happened, I mean, like the, um, what is it, um, 
iodine tablets and mm-hmm. stuff. Everybody's buying those out and trying to eat all the seaweed they can. And it was kind of like, how are we going to be? And I think it's kind of like maybe the, you know, you, you want to boil a frog or something, you put it in the water and slowly turn up the heat. I think now nobody thinks about it. So if there is, you know, adverse effects, I think it's all just kind of like, well, I got to live here. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think normal life is taking over. It's not a a huge conversation in Hawaii. But uh, I thought about it. I mean, I wondered, like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you have, and you have children? You have children? Yeah, I have five kids. Oh yeah. So then, I mean, so then, of course, I mean, that's what you're really thinking about. It's it's more like we already know that we're probably not going to be like seeing it so much, but it, it is yeah, it I, is it is definitely more multi generational where you're like, oh shit, you know, like so those guys right. are going to fucking deal with it. So, um, I, I I probably already jacked up my my body beyond uh, what that little bit of radiation is going to do, but my kids for sure. So with your growing techniques and stuff, I mean, you're doing like um, obviously sustainable. It sounds like, and you're doing. Um, uh, you doing like permaculture, or or you, you have a certain time? So of focus? no, we're we're a full on uh, monoculture commercial farm. Um, we're 100 percent organic um, and certified, so we make up about a third of the organic acreage in Hawaii. Um, but uh, yeah, it's there's no intercropping. Um, I mean, tons of grass, grass, and yeah. whatever um, kind of indigenous wild things that grow in our um kind of as ground cover in our orchards it's sure. beautiful but it's not we've looked at you know interplanting coffee or cacao um but just the um logistical kind of time to um inner harvest and deal with things in between trees and the maneuverability through the orchard and it's it's pretty major cost you really have to have um, a serious income kind of created with that intercropping for it to make any sense and so right now we're we're trying to do mechanisms better or um trying to do mechanisms really well and um and that's kind of where we got into tending to the soil life um and just looked at kind of we're in business really in as a kind of main company prerogative or vision if you will is um, to provide a living wage in our community so there's not a whole lot of options for work what about, as far as like what about sorry, what about um so what do you do with like for instance um do you shell? Do you do the shelling there and all that kind of stuff, or do you just grow them and sell them out and export them out, or send them to somebody else, or do you do like any kind of roasting or that kind of labor? After? We we don't. We want to, um, but we have to create a factory of for processing, roasting, and all that. Yeah, and um, that's not realistic right now as we don't have that kind of capital. Right, but. Um, because I was just thinking more. Yeah, I was it, thinking more on the lines that if it, if it was if you were doing that, that it would create a, a different maybe revenue stream coming off of like possible like the the shells being used in some sort of agricultural product or you know, just because of the tonnage that you guys are dealing with all of a sudden, you know. So it's like, so I'm just, oh yeah, no, it would be it would be awesome for us, and and we'd love to do that, and it it would definitely 
move us towards a, a better kind of bottom line. Um, right now, we're, we do, we use all our waste, so we do de-husk them. So macadamia, think of it as like three layers or two layers to get to the nut. It's like a coconut has a husk and a shell. Yeah. A macna does too. Gotcha. So we de-husk them on site, big old, two big old um, assembly lines and um, silos. And so we ship about 70, 60, 70 um, end dumps, so 18-wheeler, big old. And our product is a nut and shell. Mm-hmm. So it's got the super hard shell, and then we send that to the processors. So, yeah. How old are these trees? A lot of them are 35 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have on our farm the oldest commercial planting in the world. Um, so I was listening to you guys talking in the beginning, and uh, macnuts are indigenous to Australia. Okay. So they actually, they're, they're coming from there. and uh, But nobody was growing them for like a crop in Australia. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like people would crack them open if they found them or, you know, enjoy the tree if they had it. But um, No intensive farm. In, yeah. So in Hawaii, they started messing with varieties. And so there was one older planting on a uh, different island in Hawaii, but that's gone. And so on our farm, there's some trees that are 90 years old. Um, and, and, and still a, and still producing. Oh yeah, yeah, highly productive. Um, and I think for for us, we attribute that to organic practices. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in the industry, people are looking at macna trees and they're like, "Oh, they only produce for you know thirty years, and you need to rip them up and plant again because all their the production's fading out." But um, I'm wondering if that isn't because of the intensive chemicals and herbicides and torched ground that trees don't like that environment for uh, the well, production of. Well, thirty years you know, is, is a pretty thirty years is pretty hard to like you know find other productive things that really do that. I mean, usually you know apple trees, things like that. They also at a certain point, I mean, I don't think they're all the time. A lot of times I see, a lot of times I see a lot of young trees around. Like it seems like they turn them over pretty quick too. Wine grapes hang in there. Yeah. Yeah. Wine. How was the oldest wine? Man, I just know when we lived close to Napa, they had, I would say 150 year old vines. Yeah. I mean, that's, they look like tree trunks growing in the ground out there. Sure. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about living in certain climates. I mean, Hawaii is obviously a very unique climate, um, you were also teaching, uh, were you teaching out here in Colorado? Was that what, I got some messages from KTI today. Yeah. I taught, um, here in Idaho, uh, class this November. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. People came from Montreal. I had a lady come from Jamaica and, uh, all over a bunch from Colorado and Washington and Oregon. It was, it was good times. And are you teaching them like, uh, Soil science. What, do you, what, what was your basis of your class? Like pretty much was like a little overview of everything, or more focused on soil. So, yeah, that class was was pretty intensive in Korean natural farming. Uh-huh. So it's it's uh, we talk about soil science and just the concept of what's going on in the soil food web. You know, kind of as far as what's going on in the ground or why putting you know cultivating 
microbial life and putting it on the soil has any effect, mm-hmm. just to kind of gain help with understanding. But for the most part, it was kind of how to this method of accomplishing um, growing with natural farming inputs. <clears throat> and so um, with like this intensive, what is it? I mean, I wouldn't call it intensive. I don't know. Is the Korean farming, is it like intensive or is it more just uh, uh, t- more of a cycle based and kind of working off of that? So it's, um, I mean, there's a lot of different ways all over the world and all different kinds of cultures to tend to the, you know, life of the soil. Mm-hmm. Um, Korean natural farming, I would describe it as an, an elegant method, uh, uh, a way to both tend to, to soil life and kind of disease suppression and and um, productivity, as well as um, a, a way to um, tend to the plant's nutritive cycle, uh-huh. you know, so, um, but, but also able, I mean, you can do it for, um, you can create your own inputs and do it for, for very low cost, um, though it does take some time to do it. Learning and becoming proficient, it's not like, oh, you know, one thing, it's kind of, there's some depth to it. So helping people achieve or get past that learning curve is kind of what the class was geared at. Right. It's like coming out with a balance or something. Um, how, so, uh, and how, uh, big of how, how, what kind of like, is you doing any indoor gardening? Is this, this is, does this apply in any way, shape or form to indoor gardening or is it only, uh, outdoor and like, like you're, I mean, you guys are talking, I mean, obviously 750 acres is not your average person who's going to go to a grow class is going to have that kind of acreage. So they're just people, right. that, the people that are coming to you, are they looking at like doing like home grow sort of raised bed somewhere in the backyard or are these guys kind of like serious coming in trying to figure out how to change up their larger scale there, stuff? There's the whole gambit at, I mean, in, in November at a bunch of, bunch of guys with indoor grows in Colorado, Washington area, um, you know, and they're, They've already, a lot of them have already kind of implemented this stuff, but we're just seeking to hone skills and kind of answer some questions. And then um, there's full-on, you know, row crop farmers. Um, I think in Jamaica, she she was farming uh, um, rice and um, I think maybe involved in the can of industry. But, um, yeah, it was... Uh, there's a whole bunch of different people um, with a whole bunch of different kind of ways they were applying it. And and have you, so have you um, got some actual results back from cannabis grows with this technique or is this kind of like you're kind of more universal and people or other people are applying it their own, on their own? Um, so I personally have never used natural farming um, to grow any cannabis. Um, that was, you know, I'm, I'm 35 um, in, you know, high school and earlier, I was, I was doing that kind of stuff. And, uh, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm super into, to loving the, the, the whole, everybody in that industry. And at the same time, I'm not super into it as the crop personally. Right. But, um, well, I mean, yeah, luck- so- luckily there's a lot of crossover. I mean, for us, like we have a guy on here who does pumpkins and it's like, weird because we're all passionate in the same sort of way. Right. 
coming up with this, you know, because the plants are, are, you know, to us, this whole little puzzle, we're trying to, like, we're all, like, you know, trying to figure it all out. And uh, right. I think with with some stuff, it's it's because the reward systems are so different, too. With cannabis people, it's like we're really, like, some people are money-driven, you know what I mean? Of course, they're looking for yields, and they're looking for speed, and they're looking for, so, you know, they're all focusing on, like, high-tech hydro to kind of, like, get a little percentage here and a percentage there. But at the same time, they lose a lot along the way because at the end of the day, their shit tastes crappy because they, they don't really know how to, you know, give the plant exactly what it needs, where I think if you're a little bit more uh, slow-minded and, you know, understanding the fact that the plants are, like, going to be working through these things themselves and, like, just give them the best results possible. Uh, are you... Uh, do you ever put this into like a book form or a CD or kind of like an online thing, or is it strictly right now just going to be kind of like classes? Yeah. I I haven't. You know, I before I came out to Hawaii, I, I'm managing um, with my family a multi-million dollar farm and literally farming farming hard. So I just didn't have time to really communicate. I had a buddy um, Drake and Hilo, and he'd come out and like, "What are you up to?" And I'd tell him stuff and. He'd, he'd cruise back and share, you know, divulge knowledge, and uh, mm-hmm. he'd put a lot of stuff online. And um, But I was kind of head down and getting it done. I felt like my contribution to the world was to kind of show a large-scale system where we're using our waste products and what we have locally available to produce at a high yield mm-hmm. in a productive and profitable way where we're not just doing it for philosophy's sake. But um, when I started making the transition to come out here, I actually put together a bunch of videos to help people and put them on YouTube. So I just did some kind of basic kind of how to make some of the stuff. And um, that's been helpful. It's really incomplete um, as far as kind of communicating a lot of this knowledge. But um, I'm, I'm trying little by little to... Um, to kind of help with that, um, Master Cho's uh, this this guy, this kind of coiner or creator of Korean natural farming. Natural farming in general has been around in a bunch of different ways in Japan for for a pretty long time, and uh, so it's like we're we're in third fourth generation as far as really calling it natural farming. But um, but this kind of the previous generation is this guy Cho Han Yu from South Korea and he's creating a second uh, another book and and um, wants information I'm supposed to send the information so he can put that stuff in there and right. and a few other people um, but I, I made a website and I hope to communicate and make things like PDFs and kind of easy to access stuff there um, so that'll be naturalfarming.co and right now, the, all that's on there is a place to put your email so you can get alerted about if I do another class. Gotcha. Um, but hopefully, hopefully by February, um, there'll be um, some stuff on there where you can actually buy OHN. I made a, which is one of the natural farming ingredients that's like really tedious to make. Uh-huh. And so I figured that would help people get started if that was available. But, um, yeah, hopefully soon. So to answer your question, <laughs> sure. yes, I've made a I've made a bunch of spreadsheets that make my life easier, and I just plug stuff in and it spits out all the numbers I need. 
Um, but I haven't made that available, but I hope to in this next few months. Nice. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I guess the thing is with, with stuff like that, once you get it out there, it's, uh, it's amazing how sometimes like you'll be asked the same question a million times and it's like, it's so nice to put that out in, in video form because yep. pe- people will, uh, and, and it'll be trippy because people, you'll, you'll, you'll save a lot of people a lot of hassle. Oh, Mr. Tim Martin just rolls yeah. in right in front of the camera. He don't care. Look at that. Jesus Christ. Get, get out of here. Get out of here. Uh, I, got, I, got, I, got, I got lurkers coming around, getting in front of the camera. So, um, Chris, so when you, uh, when you moved to uh, Idaho, you said it was like you moved your whole family there. They, they'd never seen snow before. So how old? So uh, everybody or just the kids? Uh, I don't know. My, my wife had seen snow. Okay. Um, so, she's... Uh, yeah, she she'd been a you know she grew up in Arizona and oh, right, right. went to high school in Hawaii and right. and um, now nah, she'd been around it. But yeah, my kids when we moved here, my kids were eight, five, four, two, and we had a man. It sounds like a, like a, a countdown, like a countdown right there. Yeah, eight, five, four, definitely. three, two, and one. We got kids. We got so, lots of kids. Uh, wow. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's my uh, any of them ask why I don't have a lot of free time. And you get any of them into growing at a young age now, so that they understand. I mean, my kid's about five, and he, he oh, has the same deal. Like he 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 can't wait to get in there. He'll do it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's, he's all over. I'm like, slow down, kid. Slow down, kid. He'll be the boss. Oh, he's already boss. Yeah, he's definitely boss. But but, but how much fun is that? I mean, how cool is that? It is. That's, it's 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 yeah. literally what I told yeah, people as a to, joke. I told people as a joke for years. As a, for for years, I told people it's like, well, they'd be like, you know, I'm just having kids to trim weed, man. That's my, that was my big joke. I was like, I'm just having kids so I can have people to trim that weed because it's so much work. You know what I mean? And sure enough, he's like ready. But anyway, sorry to cut you off earlier. No, it's it's I I really love that, um, and I hope that's something we get to play with those family for a long time yeah in in hawaii they we had we had sheep still and so they get to do sheep roundups and um you know tractors and they get to got to be on there and push things around and yeah um, no that was uh, yeah i kind of missed that stuff yeah it's beautiful it's, it's, it is be- it is beautiful to get your hands in the, in the i mean the, i can't compare to hawaii for for the uh, fact of being able to grow such awesome things there but, but at the same time uh it's such a well-rounded uh learning curve to go to, the, to where you are now because now you're looking at like a totally different crop type uh if you're you know uh you know you, uh, you can't do macadamians in uh idaho i guess right it can work there no not, <laughs> not, not very effective a couple of greenhouses a couple acres of greenhouse i, I appreciate the the learning opportunity of being here. It's definitely cool. Um, all kinds of questions, you know, people have and I get to figure out solutions on, on my own. And then I have the answer for that for, you know, kind of so, so you studied how micro- to do things in a cold climate. So you studied microbiology and what year was that? You did it under Elaine? Uh, hold on. I, had notes. I, I didn't, I didn't spend a lot of time with Elaine, but I did get to study with Elaine and, she she kind of oh, yeah, connected yeah, some yeah. she connected some dots for me definitely and really helped 
yeah, good question. And and the the focus for microbiology was that like uh, with the intentions of uh, just just for the soil science, or were you actually thinking about products, or were you thinking about you know getting into the industry in that sense, or getting a little more serious? Um, for me, it was just farming. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that was the so I was you know studying and using kind of everything I learned all the time. I was con- and and we had I mean for what I learned in Korean natural farming, I learned about wheelbarrow sizes, you know, and I visited Korea. Um, probably eight times in the last eight years, and uh, you know, there's their one-acre farm. So trying to to figure out how to scale this um, that was that was a task. I didn't have any um, anybody to ask about, and um, yeah, because that's what they're so we're, that's what they're really good at, right? It's just obviously it's like Lanza. They, they don't have big, they don't have lots of acreage. So they're putting a lot, growing a lot of produce on a small acreage. It's pretty much the uh, Kind of not the intention in a sense, but just like the reality of what they have to put together. It's the ISO way, and they're doing it. They're doing it well. Yeah, I mean they're they're. I mean they don't have so you have two ladies, they're neighbors, and they both have an acre rice farm, and they help each other plant and harvest and dry and you know bag and all that, and they're making on that like acre acre and a half. They're making a hundred grand, and they don't have workmen's comp. They don't have you know, they're they're um, they're really successful, um, and they're they're tending to the life of the soil. So their soil life is like a is like money in the bank. Mm-hmm. You know, their their soil health, and uh, it's yeah, it, it's cool. But how do you do that? You know, how do you tend to it on that same level on you know eight hundred acres where I can't you know I I can't touch everything by hand or like. I'll be doing that for the next 20 years just to do it once. And, right. And um, so, yeah, it was it was a process, but it was fun. Uh-huh. It was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. so you're, so that, the with the macadamias and stuff like that, what kind of uh, price, what, what is the price per pound and what, what does it work out to like per acre in a sense, just in rough, rough estimates? Um. It's a, I mean, really for just keeping it nice and clean and easy, yeah, about yeah, a no, dollar no. a pound, okay. dollar a pound for a nut and shell. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's what we're shipping out. The, the industry term is wet in shell. So it's not dried to perfectly dry. It's, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, the, the processor will crack it and dry it and roast it and do all that stuff. But, um, so mm-hmm. it's like a, yeah, and how much per acre? Like about how, how much? What's the volume per acre on average? Just like in a good ballpark figure. Um, that's a good question, and that I don't know off the top of my head. Actually, I'm totally honest. Yeah. Um, but what what we're dealing with on our on our farm, um, if I could kind of guess where we're going, but we, I mean, we're yeah, it's. Um, you know, what, we're, you know what I heard about. You know what I heard about. A, you know what I heard about recent or a long time ago, which would be interesting. Uh, you ever worked with Sonic Bloom products back in the day? Not my personally. I didn't. No, you. you no. Ever, no, you've heard of him though. Mm-hmm. You've heard. I mean, you, he's heard of him. You've heard of him. 
I haven't. No. Okay, so there was black uh, black walnut farm, black walnut. Uh, is that a type of walnut? Black walnuts? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So there's a black walnut uh-huh. farm somewhere in like Seattle, I think it was, or something, if it makes sense. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure on locations. But apparently these guys were using Sonic Bloom back in the day, and their shit blew up in size. And it would do it by the acres, you know, so that was acreage. And Sonic right. Bloom is just a chirping, which uh, you have on a loop, and you can just put it under music if you want to put it under music, or you can just have it on a chirp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I know what you're talking about now. And, yep. apparently, and apparently on Nuts, they... they they go nuts on nuts. No, I'm telling you for sure. <laughs> yeah. You should uh, look into that as a possible uh, other thing to add to the sort of arsenal because uh, these guys were like the same sort of deal where neighbors were growing, you know, their acreage and they were like, what the fuck are you doing? Because you got double the size of them. Like, and people, they just come in and be like, I don't know. Maybe it's the chirping. But uh, I think it would be something that would be interesting to do on because for, for cannabis, it's it's very... I mean, I do it anyway for fun here and there, but it didn't really, it wasn't like, it's more about the timing of opening the stomata on the leaves, you know, just that's what it does. It's sort of, and you don't do it all day, every day. You just kind of do it at a certain time of day, half hour before you want them to open up, then they open up, hit them with your food, and then they're done, and then you stop the chirp, you know what I mean? But most people just, like, leave them on. (laughs) It's like driving them insane, you know, like... It does work. Those are really interesting things. You should just check into that. Um, I would. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I know all. I mean, I, I heard all about that. I didn't know that name. But, I mean, how, how crazy is it, Adam? We look at, look at all the ways mm-hmm. nature works. Yeah. And it's like, it's this, it's like, it's like, it's like a symphony. You know, you have, you have the sun's about to rise. So all your birds start going ballistic. They start chirping and yelling and making noises. And that bird kind of instinct causes all the plants that they're sitting on to say, oh, the sun's coming up, getting ready to photosynthesize. Right. And and then, and then the whole day happens and they go to sleep and the crickets make their noise. And, and uh, you know, but yeah, I, there's a corn farmer in the Midwest and, and he set set up speakers and played it all, you know, same time the birds went off right before the sun, and he got like twenty percent better yields just by playing music, yeah. you know. And it's it's uh, it's incredible. And as we as I go deeper into soil and the interconnectivity and how how uh, microbial enzymes, you know, allow rainwater to be converted into usable nitrogen and with less energy than if you know, the microbes weren't present. And it's like, this is, um, this is the interconnectivity, the reliance of this big plant on this microscopic organism. It's pretty, pretty amazing. It is. It is. And we, I mean, um, most of the listeners that we have here too are all into a lot of, we have a lot of guys who do, um, no till and, you know, there's a lot of kind of, we focused, I mean, me personally, I don't, because my mom does, refuses. She's like, nope, I'm not dealing with it. You know what I mean? She just wants to, you know, turn and burn and rotate, and she doesn't want to deal with the bullshit. But at the same time, when it, when you uh, are talking about long-term, especially outdoors, I mean, it's just much different, but indoors uh, is a different animal. It's like hard to convince people to do long-term, like you reu- even reusing stuff too many times, they end up... Uh, but I've seen people with four-year-old fucking soil killing it you know what i mean and I, I feel like it's better as long as right. you can work it properly but it's, it is a lot of work you know the microbial level it's 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 
crazy how like our knowledge has just exploded in the last take ten years as far as yeah you know like common guy knows about mycorrhizal where before it was kind of like just even most growers most growers in Holland I remember getting in these little like packages and it was dust and I was just like and I'd see all the clones would have them and everybody would sprinkle them on here and there and the Dutch just yes it's the Dutch you know they wouldn't tell you what it was and then I was like finally like couldn't even pronounce it I was like looking at the name like what the fuck's that And, and now all of a sudden it's like literally common knowledge and widely used and, and being used more and more, which is good, but a lot of people don't use it properly, I think, too. They kind of think they just throw it in there at once, and it's like, you know, timing's really important. Uh, getting to know that, click into all those little timing issues, and also, like, what is your, do you have a source of mycorrhizal that you work with? and Because and, and, that's kind of like, there's only a few out there, so... Do you have a certain source? Me or? Yeah, yeah. Is there a certain source that you work yeah. with? So with, um, so mycorrhiza comes from from nature. Um, it's not like something created as much as something harvested. Sure. Um, and so the goal in, in what I'm doing and, you know, or my approach by using natural farming is the goal is to get enough diversity from my natural environment that, you know, not only do I have mycorrhiza, but I have these various inner, you know, um, various other types of fungi or yeast or bacteria that, um, that actually work with each other to, um, one, use up all the space so there's no room for disease, and, and two, tend to the different needs and kind of um, ways a plant interacts with microbiology. So... I'll, I'll, you know, all the different, uh, you know, sporal type fungi are actually have their role. And, uh, so yes, mycorrhiza and yes, I, I love it, but it's not the, the there's, it's more complex than that. And, uh, of course, of course. so that's nice because you can buy a, a cool package, but, um, did you already cover that time that you're supposed to maybe inoculate that or when? It really matters. I mean, because it is a pretty, there is a pretty wide window. Well, I mean, the thing is, you, I mean, a lot of it has to, actually has to touch the roots, first of all. Like, yeah. So that's what a lot of people don't get. They just, like, throw it in there and hope for the best. And it's like, well, just get it on the root, first of all. That That's kind of the, just to get the initial connection going there. But um, but if you also, build the system. It's also, feeding, it's also then feeding them at the right time so that you don't just, like. It's also about building out. that system in there, though, where you get the, um you build that. There's also a buildup of mycelium that helps work in in part of this too. That yeah, I'll make the connections. Yeah, that helps build up all this soil and makes that you know the whole process more thanks uh, effective. And so there is a time frame to allow to do that and uh, the effectiveness of how how you don't want to do it at the very beginning. I don't think of a vegetative stage. Do you? I mean, you don't want to create that type of situation um, well, until there's can. already a root. You can. Okay, and what I was talking about, until there's already a root ball, a, a very uh, robust root system formed, but I would love to hear what you're going to say. By the way, this is, I'm Tim Martin. I uh, just, I had a hey, question there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the reasons not to use um, mycorrhiza early on or when it's just this little seedling um, 
is because you don't want to waste this expensive product um, if it's not going to get established when you put it on. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the almost less the the reason with the plant and more the reason with like, hey, you got this thing, you want to maximize effectiveness. It's when there'll be some interconnectivity between this yeah. this product, these spores, and the plant itself. And so that maximizes your return on the investment that it is. But um, gotcha. But as far as soil having, you know, mycorrhiza in it when you start, um, you know, that that's totally possible. Generally speaking, a lot of that um, specific type of fungi doesn't really have a whole lot of kind of life cycle purpose without interconnectivity with roots. So if you had a cover crop of yeah. some sort on your indoor grow, you know, like a like a little, you know, creeping grass or something, that could have a mycorrhiza connection that could then, you know, kind of prep um, some life going on with uh, your once your seedlings go in. But, you know, that's that like like Adam was saying, that that takes some work. That takes some uh, you know, and so I get I get why people with indoor grows are, are like, I don't know if I'm gonna tend to the microbial life um in these pots but you can also i mean you can if if i were to experiment with doing it and i didn't want to have a four-year-old um batch of soil i would probably have a giant um uh, garden bed you know like a raised bed kind of thing Mm -hmm. and i grow some variety of um you know, bushes like whatever blueberries or any number of kind of um, you know bushes or, or slightly uh, bigger grass, and so that I have a microbial life and kind of a whole soil food web going in my backyard, and I'm spraying my my bush, you know, raised bed, and then when I when I want to. Uh, Spray when I want to harvest, you heard it here live. You heard it. You heard it, you heard it here live. Yeah. I just picture it being just so much overkill, and like the plants just being like the Popeye of all plants in that situation. It probably is. Well, yeah. Then, then they're they're crazy happy. Then, when you want to move it indoors for your pots, you have a new new set of seedlings, you know, ready to ready to go, or or your clones. Then, then you could just come in, you know. Uh, kind of carefully yank all if you got blueberries you want to keep them alive carefully yank them all for their new new home and then you got a a giant Mm -hmm. you know get your front loader come in and scoop and dump all your dirt into uh, all your soil that's been living now indoor indoor this is your indoor unit of course yep (laughs) it's your indoor front loader now now you now you're now you're ready to go with fully living soil with not only you know mycorrhiza but also nematodes and microarthropods and other fungi and yeasts and bacteria and it's all kind of up to speed you know and then you're going to have you're not going to have the diseases because plants you know when they're crazy healthy and crazy healthy soil disease just doesn't have a place to get established that is the key right there exactly that that, that's the idea is just like get it all full up first and that's what microbial life and you know people don't get they kind of they, a lot of people just didn't want to put the energy in, not understanding that it's just like even though it's a short time frame, you do kind of want to just keep everybody at bay, and by doing just filling up every gap you can in a sense with 
I mean, what you, what you guys are talking about is, in my opinion, one of the most important things to learn as a cannabis grower. I think it's, well, you know, if you're trying to, if you're just trying to grow weed, it's look really Tim, not that look important. Look at Tim trying to take the spotlight. No, no, I'm just saying. You know what I was thinking? <laughs> no. I was thinking that you guys are the most important people. This is what I hear back from you guys. It. Yeah. And this is what I hear back from, you know, the other growers that I know that this is, this is so important. You know, if you're just trying well, to grow weed and shuck something out, then don't worry about this. But if you care about your product, you care about the quality, you know, this is a, this is one of those aspects and it can also challenge you. So it's part of the puzzle. You know, I think part yeah. of the deal is that people you like, are less and less are smoking their own weed. You know what I mean? A lot of the people are growing and they're just making weed and they're producing it. They don't and care they, about this. And so it's kind of like you got to get people that are still on that tip where they're consuming their own. They're making their own. Everything they grow, eat is organic. They grow their own weed. That's the key for me. It's mostly about what I eat and what I smoke. I kind of want to know. And I'm already taking a risk when I eat it. I mean, I, I go... Every time to nature grocers buy all my own food, but if I go out to eat, it's fucked. You know what I mean? We're getting like ching, we got nailed there. You, like either you have nothing, or you got to just go for it. And you're like it's fucking GMO. It's terrible. It's whatever. But you just got to you know either do it all yourself. But with weed, you got to really. It's one thing you got control of. You know what I mean? So I feel like as a grower myself and a lot of other my friends, that that's kind of the key that we all get into our own little. You know, we know what we put into our body at that point. And we have well, joining us, we have joining also in the studio. So now the studio is starting to fill because we're having a party later on tonight. <laughs> so it's going to be one of those kind of shows. It's going to turn all crazy. And then you're going to be like, all right, I'm out, I'm out of here. Uh, see you guys later. No. <laughs> um, got, we got Mr. Drew Greco in the show, in the, in the house. What's up, guys? In the house. So, uh, Glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for taking the invitation so quick. I, I, that's how I usually roll. It's usually like somebody's online and they're like <laughs> talking. I was like, well, just come down. Ah, okay, perfect. And tonight's we're having our uh, first little rooftop soiree going on at the end of the show. So if it gets weird for you there, Mr. 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 Trump, I should say. How, how's it with the Trump name going? Is that been rough or what? Yeah, you know, it's endless <laughs> jokes. <laughs> and, I didn't uh, want to start with it. I figured we just leave it alone. That's why I even if I was afraid to say your name in the beginning, because I thought, oh, it's going to go off on a tangent. Let's just leave it. We'll leave it alone. I said it, you know, in the very beginning, but it was kind of like a joke. I said, Mr. Trump's going to be on the show. Everyone's like, what? You know, you know. I, I used the joke. I had to. I couldn't. I couldn't resist. I was it's like, the same, yeah. It's the same five jokes. So <laughs> I just, could have said I the dog a lot. Right, the Don. I could well. I didn't say the Don because then I would have been lying. I said Mister Mister Trump, and I'm not lying. So you know, I had it's to the Don of Nut Nuts. Yeah, the Don of Nuts. He is. Yeah, you're the nuttiest Don guy. Yeah, you could just make up all sorts of. You could just rip. You might as well. Trump's nuts. Yeah, Trump's nuts, dude. Trump, there Trump you go. Trump and nut jokes together. And Trump's you're, you're, nuts. You're How many times have you heard that one? And you're still not doing it? I'd be like, I'd be all over that shit. I'd be like, <laughs> I am a Trump. I make nuts. <laughs> Fuck you. This is my company. It's called Trump, Trump's nuts. <laughs> and then nuts. you would sell a you'd billion fucking times. You'd be so sure. bummed because you'd be like, dude, now we're so we have to get more acreage. We only have <laughs> 750 acres. We need the other two thirds of the island. Trump's so, nuts would be epic. Trump's nuts is a fucking awesome. I don't know if you have if if you haven't registered that, you need to go do it right now because you li- literally have you seconds. have a whole story. You can. There's no if ands or buts. You know what I mean? Like you have the rights to those names plus we're in hawaii it's like oh and it's you could say like 
something about Kenya on the box. Everybody will laugh. It'll be great. It'll be, <laughs> you just have to say, possibly made in Kenya, you know, or could be, you know, whatever. Comes with papers and its own. Oh my God. That's, that's my problem is I get like on tangents when I find something like that because I love it. And I'm like, dude, that's it. That's a winner right there. That's, that's multi million. How is, uh, so, the Trump side of the family, where does this come from? Are you guys related in any way, shape, or form? I've got to go through all these questions. It's like the police now. He's a great uncle. Is he? No, he's not. That would be crazy. He's somebody's great uncle, I'm sure. Yeah, he's not. Yet. Okay, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> the silence. The silence. The silence. <laughs> We're all like, who? really? Wait, <laughs> you, see, you could do it forever now. This is it. You're, you're, you're set. He set you up. Because you know, obviously you're not, so that's good. But at the same time, yeah, you can definitely milk it for some in some way. I would say the Trump's nuts <laughs> is the way to go because you Absolute. can get you my can, vote. Everything you can yeah. like make nut jokes all day, and you're totally dude. But the first thought when I heard when he was like joking there for a second I was like, oh, so you have access? <laughs> like, no, that's not. That probably was not good. <laughs> so, um, you ever come out this way to college? See, so you, you taught in. Uh, the last time was, was, was that in Idaho, you said, or was that? Yeah, I yeah. taught in Boise. Um, uh-huh. I'm looking at teaching this 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably teach in Idaho again, just because it's hometown. It's easy. I got a bunch of supplies here. Um, right. But I have a friend up in Boulder, and he, he, he'd love me to come and do it up there. So I don't know. You guys are Boulder side, or yeah, yeah, we're real close. I don't, I don't know the we're, we're, okay. Depends on traffic. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it. I'll probably do three trainings in 2018. Nice. So Boise, maybe Colorado, and probably California. And that'll be all on your on your on your thing that right now has just the dates of that's up up there, right? Definitely, it'll also be probably on DGNF Hawaii. They put kind of the certified training. So there's a few of us that have been doing this a pretty long time, and we're trying to get the accurate information out so that people kind of have things that have been tested and can do it right. And then if they want to spin off from there and create their hybrids, that's uh, their prerogative. But hopefully they start with good information. So uh, cool. And then you're you're, – how many people do you think? How many people think in the country right now are are doing Korean farming? Like, do you have a do you have a number, or do you have a kind of a guess? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think you know somewhere mm-hmm. in the nah. If I guess, maybe in the fifteen thousand range, people doing Korean natural farming. I mean, for for me, the the videos that um you know that i have online it's you know there's a a bunch of people are looking at them all the time and it's mostly u.s so i think um i think people are are getting it but people are also i mean like you said we're as a as a world you know as the scientific community has gone into this realm where it's like oh there's microbial life in the soil i mean when we when we started with soil amendments it was you know world war one ended or something we had chemical factories and they're like hey we got all this you know nitrogen 
for bombs. We need to find another use for it. And they're like, sell it to the farmers. And so we, we made the dust bowl and all our topsoil blew away. And they're like, oh, well, we got to add other, you know, inputs. All a plant needs is, you know, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. And, and uh, since then, we've come to find out that there's other things in soil other than just chemistry. So the chemistry is super important. Um, and now we have this whole, like, new frontier. It's like Star Wars or uh, Star Trek, you know. They're, we literally don't know very much about what goes on in the soil. And um, I get to go out to Hawaii um, the end of, end of January. So it's like the brain. So it's a little of, like the brain. It's like the human brain where we're like, we, we, we use it every day kind of don't know a lot of shit. Right. We're all just kind of missed. Mis- it just works. It works, and we've got the idea on the peripherals, but we don't really know about the core, you know what I mean? Like, it's a weird... I mean, we do... I mean, we think we do, but there's so much that we don't know, and then we're like, shit, we're just guessing. And the soil is very similar, where it's like, it's all the communications, where everything goes down, it's where, where all the magic happens, and it's kind of like the least known... Most neglected. Most neglected, least known, and... Especially in the cannabis world, where you know people who uh, sometimes they overdo it, it's like kind of hard finding the right middle ground. You know, a lot of guys on, on you know, it's like they understand that the roots are are important, but they are almost overdoing it. It's like you get these like massive, just nothing but roots, and then you're know, like, well, it'd be nice if you grew a plant properly. To, you know, it's like it doesn't really equal up in the sense. And then you get other ones where, you know, they they don't even try, and it fills out every single gap. So it's like kind of a mystery because you can overdo it real easily and not make it work. <laughs> I've seen that happen too. You're like, hmm, okay, I guess throw every single thing at it possible. It's like clones. People have just like cloning problems where they, just, they can't clone and like other people just are like have the magic touch. Most people have the magic touch. Well, I think it's, I think a lot of that's Starting material usually is a, is a problem. Too people, much for people, contamination. And people also, yeah, contamination is the other thing. People, people don't also realize that those, uh, those reservoir systems that they use with sprayers and stuff, mm-hmm. if those even get slightly contaminated, it's, it's hard to clean them out completely and get it fixed. So you're, you're completely starting over. It's funny because those things are like when you buy them brand new, they're like, they work great. <laughs> they, like, yeah. Around two or three crops and you're like, mm. They wear out. You're getting problems and then you're, yeah. I'm passing up a flower. I just dab. I don't want anybody to think I'm not smoking weed anymore. Well, here, you have water. <laughs> I forgot to grab a couple grams of my car. I'll go grab it later. Yeah, we'll get some water. Sorry, sorry, we're losing you now. We're losing Mr. Trump. We're smoking too much weed. Sorry. He's getting pissed. Sidetracking. <laughs> He's like, I'll shut the fuck up. Show. I'm, like, I'm, I'm just here. He's like, he's smoking too much. No, it's cool. Um, so the the... The core of your of your business with the macadamia and stuff is that is that I forgot already from the beginning of the show was that family owned or was that uh... yeah it's family owned we don't own the land um, uh-huh. we lease the land right so um, yeah but it's the but, same but it's uh, the yeah, same my, spot you haven't my, moved you haven't moved or nothing so say that again I said but you've been in the same spot for those ninety years or so or more yeah well the we haven't been doing it for the ninety years we've been doing it yeah. for about thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the trees haven't moved. Right, the um, same trees, same trees. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, yeah. so uh, you're on the Big Island, you said. Yep, Big Island, which is not Honolulu. 
No, of course not. Kind of like the, <laughs> no, the rural. The opposite, right? The yes. rural island. Sure. I have a friend who lives there yeah. who uh, who has a, uh, like, he's an Ayahuascarian. And so he has a piece of jungle there. And literally that's his, his garden, you know. And uh, it's one of those deals where everything he needs is in that quarter mile chunk cool. of land that he has. And you would never know if you were standing there because you'd be like, okay, so where is this garden you were talking about? You know, and he's like, it's like, those are the vines I need over there. And here's the piece I need over here. And, you know, it's just like beautiful, beautiful piece of uh, land and super special. So I'm sure, uh, you know, just to experience that and to be able to, because the thing is we're also weed orientated. We, we have a hard time looking past like, it ain't weed. We're like, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but, it, but at a certain point, we, we get tired of that, and we all figure out, like, hey, sh- holy shit, there's so many other cool plants out there. And then when we're on holiday or we're in some place like that where we're just like, oh, my God. But to live there and to grow up there, it must be super cool to, uh, well, it must be kind of sad, too, also to see, like, the limiting factors. Like, you're not, not even, you know, you're not seeing the, you're not seeing new places open up, I'm sure. I'm sure you're seeing a lot of places get lost no, in the way. The, the changes, yeah, it's it's changing. But it is, it is special. It's special to see the food. And, I mean, I remember being in, you know, looking over the valley and, like, I could just, like, check out of the system and go live in this valley and it would work. And, you know, then I came out of that trip and, you know, was like, oh, yeah, that wouldn't be super fun. But, no, people do. People People take a, an acre of land and they can literally, and people do that all over the world. You know, it's not just like, I was in Cambodia helping some people. They asked me to come out uh, just last month and, and um, like they're, they can do it on their land. Like they have, you know, milk and chickens and it's, it's pretty cool. And so, yeah, I mean, growing, you guys are, you know, there's, there's a industry growing medicine and, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, but we can also, yeah, food is, can be medicine too, kind of more on the preventative side, you know, and, and, sure. uh, it's, it's health and, insurance. It's uh, health insurance, you know, the good food. And that's the thing I, like, like I was saying, having a kid makes you rethink all those things. So like my, my kid is like lucky enough to at least have guys who are like looking out for him enough that, you know, everything's organic and we can, you know, 90% of the time. 99 if we can, but like, you know, leaving with grandma and it's like, oh my God, like, what have you done? You know, giving him nerds, like, he's gonna go fucking nuts now, you know, like, sure enough, he's off the fucking wall. But, you know, in general, uh, food is, is your, is your preventative, uh, is your sort of like preventative slash health insurance. Like, if you're not putting money towards that, might as well put it towards a lot of good food. And if you can grow it yourself, yeah. that's even, it's even nicer. Like ninety percent of what you spend is seems like it's on food. It is rent and food, food all day, <laughs> all day with me. I like I literally go because like it just sucks when you're like you're, fuck, I gotta get this one thing, and then by the time you leave, you're like, dude, I spent like sixty bucks on the one thing. You were talking food. about how like restaurants, if you eat out, you just throw it out the window, but that's not necessarily completely. That's not true across the board anymore. Well, Even here in Denver, you have to pay more for it. That's what sucks is like <laughs> food at a restaurant level is getting way more expensive across the board. Yeah, but, but everything's stuck with your friends and you're not going to go. They're not going to go to the only cool spot in town. That actually There's a bunch of places that are like farm mm. sourced and et cetera. That don't mean nothing. 
told me nothing. <laughs> I don't trust any of that shit. They'll be like, farm to table. And Unless like, it's my farm and my kitchen. It's pretty hard to do. If Adam's picking, he is super picky about the place he goes to. He's I'm super not, picky about I'm the place sorry. he goes to, I'm but he will go here. to a lot of other places. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that. I'll deal with it. So, um, I'm going to so let... A nerdy gonna, bit about yeah. your crop. Um, Tell me. One of the things that um, Elaine helped me kind of wrap my head around um, was just the different um, microbial ratio needs of plants. And um, cannabis is in the kind of bush, um, closer to bush to tree. That's why I said it'd be cool to, you know, plan your soil with, you know, a bush cover crop kind of thing. But um, so it likes a, a fungal ratio of 10 to 1 to 30 to 1. So one of the things, if you're trying to do this microbial life kind of grow and not just um, kind of nutritional input, um, getting a basic um, microbial soil test is something you can do to kind of see where you're at um, as far as ratios go of fungal to bacterial. And uh, cannabis likes something in somewhere around, um, a, uh, you know, like a, a bush plant to a tree. Uh, to be super healthy. So 10, and, to, um, 10 to 30 you, to 1? Yeah, so 10 to 1 um, being the lower uh, amount of fungus to bacteria, 10 being a fungal um, biomass, 1 being a bacterial biomass, whereas like a lettuce might like a 1 to 1. Cannabis is more in the 10 to 1 to upward of, to 30 to 1, um, liking more of that kind of fungal life. Um as far as the overall content sure. of your soil. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's also, like we were saying before, it's, it's, it's like a waste to use it when you're not, when it's not being active and, and you're, you're not, you know, you can't control it flowing down the, down the, down the drain, helping down the downstream somewhere. But um, used at the right times, it's like all this stuff, and that's, and that's the thing about growing. I think it's a lot like cooking where everything's about timing. And if you've got good timing, you somehow manage to pull out a good product. And when, it, when we in our, in our world, and, and depending on, I mean, 35, you know, 30-year-old trees and older definitely have pretty damn well-established roots at that point, I'm sure. And uh, how are, are, are you, uh, do you ever have any kind of like viruses, like big crazy viruses out there about blights or anything or bugs or things that just... I mean, yeah, we we have we have we we had a major that's kind of started us on this road. We had a major insect problem um, maybe ten twelve years ago, and um, we had to let some orchard go fallow, and it became healthier. Well, it was like untended. We weren't putting down fertilizer, and it started us asking these questions like, how can we tend to whatever just happened there? Mm-hmm. Um, but we we have fungal diseases um, that were a big deal in our industry in, in uh, macadamia nuts. And with tending to the kind of soil life using natural farming, we actually are seeing those all go away. Um, within, within two years, we're back in um, kind of nut production. So, yeah, it's it's been inc- pretty incredible for us to make this shift. Our nuts are, our organic nuts are sold um, this year in uh, Costco, L.A., the only place they'll be. They bought them all. 
They said, "Fuck you guys." Yeah, the processor we're sending to the processor we're sending to decided to sell them all there, so right. we're not in control of that. Out of your control, You're nuts. These nuts are out of your control. <laughs> See, we can go nut jokes. We haven't done. We haven't even started on the nut jokes. These nuts. Yeah, these nuts. I mean, come go on. Nuts. Come on. You didn't do those. You didn't. People must just come up to you all the time with nut ideas, right? Like, you got like, yeah, right. how, how badass are your shirts for your company? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, we had some ideas from employees that were pretty you cool. Need macadamia <laughs> we tru- you need we macadamia. You need very mellow. You need macadamia <laughs> trucker nuts is what you need. So you should, do, you should do macadamia and trucker nuts. And then people be like, dude, that's disgusting. You'd be like, those are macadamia. Are you fucking kidding me? Those just haven't been taken out of the thing yet. Straight you know, they, up. Yeah, those are the, those the, are the, the, what are they called? What do you guys call them? Softs? Soft? Wets. Wets. Those are wets. Those are wet nuts. Wets in the husk. Those are wet nuts in the husk. <laughs> Boom. Trucker nuts. Sell those things all day long. <laughs> telling you. Come to me for the big ideas. Okay. For sure. Right? He's, he's like, all right, I'm definitely not going to listen to these guys. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you like uh, repeat that website one more time, and then I'm gonna let you go just because we're gonna get it's gonna get nuts around here and literally like said, said nuts. Do it, man. Did, did I say hey, nuts? Thanks for oh, we're already nuts. And uh, yeah, I don't want to keep you. I don't want to keep you from your nuts, man, or your kids. That'll make you nuts. So, so uh, I uh, naturalfarming.co is um, some a place that I hope to provide resource. There's there's all kinds of different stuff online about natural farming, green natural farming. And then I have a YouTube channel that you just search my name, Chris Trump. And, and uh, you'll somehow wade through all this terrible pages <laughs> and pages of people screaming. <laughs> no, no, yeah. there's you, no. you put you put my name, it's not there's not a there's not a whole lot else. You put just <laughs> yeah. Trump in the search engines are better. Endless, endless stuff to wade through. Just put Trump yeah, nuts if, in. Put Trump nuts <laughs> Put Trump nuts in under the search engine and see what the hell happens. I bet it's just like Crazy, two thousand pages in the last hour. <laughs> That'd be the worst search. I, I was thinking that would work for me. I don't think so. I think if anything, it just makes it uh, more lost in in the giant. You just make a you, you just make a shadow. You do this as a complete shadow thing. You get it in all the Spencers. You get it in all the Spencers in every mall that barely out of in business. You'll keep those guys in business. They'll be like, we were going to just up at this whole mall was about to go out of business <laughs> until the Trump nut guy came and he just blew this place up. Lives. Oh, we revitalized this whole neighborhood. Telling you, telling you, you could do this. You could save cool. the world. Well, well, you could save the world with your nuts. I hope that, uh, I hope that that'll be, <laughs> I, get, I get to yeah. talk about natural farming products and, 100%. um, you know, yeah, being healthy and, and whatnot. If you come this way, if you come this way, if you come this way, you can come to the studio. But for sure. uh, if if people want to support content being made, they can check out Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know that helps me make videos, and then I put content, you know, helpful things on there that aren't other places. Gotcha. Thanks, man. Hey, thanks for calling in, and uh, keep listening to the show, and we'll definitely get you on if you come to, uh, to if you come to Denver. I will uh, have you come to the studio. Cool. All right, man. You guys have some party. Hey, thank you, man. Take care. Peace. See ya. Come hang anytime. He needs to come hang anytime. Where's he? He can't leave his farm. That's not gonna happen. Is he in Hawaii? I wouldn't leave my. No, he's in Idaho. He's in the worst. No, Idaho. He was going to Hawaii. He went straight down. He went straight. That's like complete downer on the on the uh, on the. (laughs) Gonna be running like. (laughs) Sorry, but 
you know, it's learning. It's good for the. It definitely good for the learning. And uh, you know, it's not like he stopped his seven hundred and fifty acre fucking macadamia place. That's huge, huge. That's and uh, you can't get someone like that away from a farm for very long. You know, yeah. they're not. They're not taking very long vacations. He's registering Trump's nuts right now. I'm telling you, he should be. Please do it. Do it. Do it. Trump's nuts. Trump's nuts. That's all you do. Dude. So perfect. I couldn't even imagine. Anyway, it was a... The trucker nuts was a good idea, too. That could be maybe sold as a product, too, for me. Macadamia trucker nuts? Yeah, dude. You can sell that from, like, a front shop anywhere. (laughs) Come on. Oh, man. Get a sales guy to drive down the highway, sell it in every corner store in the state. You'd be good, man. You have to be... It's only Hawaii, you know, this, right? So it's not a... You have to get a shirt with the I don't know the sack of nuts. I'm so high right now. I don't know where we're talking about. I'm just talking about ideas here, okay? Which are not good. good. Oh. Welcome to the welcome <laughs> to the to the to the real nut show, the Peanut Hour, the Peanut Court. Uh, well, he's actually all right. He's good. You two guys have to prove yourselves. <laughs> this guy's already on his way down fast, so Drew hasn't really had had a chance to. Drew's to good. Fuck, hasn't had a chance to fuck up yet, yeah, but I'll he, just he won't. <laughs> now we want we want we want we want input here. Um, it oddly enough, it just all fell together as the show always does, except for you. you. You had nothing to do with this show. This was not part of the falling in. These two guys, <laughs> I though, did just fall in. These two guys <laughs> just happened to just just coincidentally. I just invited them both here, and now I'm finding out that they're both using the same product that I'm here to talk about him with, which is going to just completely make. The other part of the show seemed to go off the rails because you're like, wait a minute, when you guys were just talking it's about it. You guys yeah. are just totally organic and everything was great. Life was good. Not and then anymore. these guys, then these two guys rolled in. <laughs> wait, Drew's and, using the same thing too? Yeah. Boom, boom. Oh, I get but it. I'm, okay, I get it. Sorry. I get you get, it. You're not using nothing. <laughs> All right, I'm just here to like. Be a jerk. No. You can kick me out anytime. I'll be, I'll uh, be just standing over here. Yeah. I'm high. That's all right. That's cool. You're the punching bag. We, we finally got the kid back. <laughs> no. Yes, you're the kid. You're the new kid. I never... It, never understood the kid. We won't dig into that now, but... What? I, I, just, <laughs> I don't even know where the kid is. I, didn't, I don't know that story. Oh. The kid's gone. He's back, he's back in Philly. Oh, okay. He's, uh, he just went back to Philly. He's, yeah, he's got a whole... They're all, all right. opening up there. He's running things over there, so... Gotcha. Anyway, yeah, there's some, some disturbance in the force out there, isn't there? seems like these last few days. So it's been, it's been, it's been cray-cray... Can't even get into it. What are you talking about? I don't know. Just weird. I don't even know what you were talking about. Weird stuff. Weird stuff. What were you talking about? I thought you were talking about the federal situation at oh first. Oh my god! Because you said disturbance in the force the past couple of days. Fuck so that's that guy. All I that guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, all right. He's not that guy. Well, there may be multiple I'm pieces of about, shit in this situation with the federal level. Oh my god! It's gonna be up. Don't get me going. All right, we won't start. Don't get me going. That's your news hour. We can get to that. How's your show going? How'd your show go? It's going great. I, I just haven't had a show here. The, the uh, last week was New Year's, and then the week what you didn't work. Well, Christmas and New Year's. What and did then we do? We worked, right? We my worked laptop. Here. We didn't stop. This guy over here probably understands. And we stop. <laughs> we do sometimes stop, but we didn't stop this time. If you produce that. a show or you produce anything multimedia, you know how much of a pain in the ass it is to work on outdated things. So, keeping even a show out biweekly, which I've tried to do here recently, John Doe oh, Radio. You can't do it though because you fuck up. You get, like you got to just do it every week, so you, you do. have to do it. It's like the alarm. That's clock. That's why I went out and bought a new computer. It's like telling yourself you're going to wake up every other day with an alarm clock. And For like, sure, it is. You just you lose the rhythm. But if you do every day, you've done day, a good job doing that yourself, dude. So, so wow. I went and got a new computer, and I'll, I should have that. that Sunday. Look at ours. Ours is crap. 
<laughs> I know you always make it. You, you always seem to make it work with Bada magic, bing. like it just gypsy weed magic. That's it. Adam snaps his fingers and things just kind of. No. Well, see, do you think if no. you were? No, we won't get it. There's no that. snapping. Fingers. Never mind. I it's a I karma could. thing. <laughs> I wish I could, but I, well, we we get There's it. The hard work around people, people we, around. We you. get it done. People complain. You know, we get complaints every. So often. But usually we get complaints that people just are finally fed up with something. And I'm like, why don't you just tell me, like... You need to move this shit to YouTube, though. Yeah, that was the next move. But the problem is that you... Or Twitch. Twitch is doing this now. Let's create a channel on Twitch, a weed channel. Let me explain the problem with YouTube to everybody. And the reason why we are not just jumping on YouTube's cock. Because YouTube is owned by Google. Google do own everything you fucking make. And I don't really feel like making stuff for somebody with fine print. And even though... Because I'm doing it weekly, I'm figuring, like, I'm taking sponsors, Christ. I'm doing it weekly. They were all up my ass last time because I had sponsors. And I was like, well, what the fuck? You guys are going to pay me four cents for every five million people who watch my video. That's not really going to pay the bills. And then I got a 45-cent check, and I was like, all right, you see? it's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, a 45-cent <laughs> check is not going to pay the bills. And they were like, you can't have sponsors. And I was like, well, then fucking I'm off. And then they changed Whatever. their thing. And now you're allowed to do that. So maybe... We will, but the problem is that small print still says they own your shit. And You're I'm, just making excuses. They do not own your shit. They own they, the video that's on there. They do not own your shit. Damn, I just not your shit. Like, they don't own your put my thumb on personality the and your fucking like name and all that. But they do, do own your content in some way, shape, or form. And they're all I kind of know. I feel like right now they're already up your all your asses. So I'm kind of like feeling Whatever, I can be dude. a little bit off. Whatever. Until tomorrow, then tomorrow I'll be like, yeah, right. right guess what? We're on YouTube now. We have a YouTube channel, and we're not like we're not there. It's just we're well, just, just think there'll be time life, the okay. time life selection where they you know once a week send you the five dollar DVD of yeah. this week's Adam Dunn show, and yep. it'll be five part of this a week. Everybody, this should be on Twitch right five now. Five bucks a week. It's what everybody. you should be doing. Is definitely yeah, no one's watch. Nobody watches. So you can get Negative partnered people. in Twitch, and then people can subscribe to you on Twitch, and you can split the money with Twitch, and then people can donate to a PayPal, and the the. Community there is like a, it's a commerce community. It's going to be Bitcoin. Rather you can listen than YouTube. To me forever, dude. You'll, You'll get I'll, trolled on YouTube. Bitcoin, you can listen to me forever. Paid on Twitch. All right, whatever. That's my Fuck it. Anyway, check out the That's John Doe Radio Show. John Doerad.io. Yeah. So yeah. I'll have video. I'm going to try and do videos and stuff. I'm going to try and work with Adam Moore here. I got to interview people. Well, he's already, he's already taken up all my parking spots outside because no, this is his parking lot. <laughs> this is my parking lot, bro. Yeah, I see you. I see you up here. I can see everything that goes down. It's that broadcasting (laughs) bus that takes up all the space. (laughs) Her parking lot well before. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if it was ever officially her parking lot. If I start claiming anything, I get yelled at. Yeah, you're in trouble. (laughs) So, uh, no, but you guys are both using the same food. So that was cool. I was like, well, that's good. We have a subject now. We already had the subject, but now you're even like going to give us some more testimony. Um, Okay, because here's the deal. One bottle scares the fuck out of everybody. Cause we're two all, bottles. Two bottles. Two bottles even. Okay. It still scares the fuck out of people because they're yeah. like, all right, what's going on? How do they make it all work? What's the deal? How do you, ch- you can't put so many things in the same thing or else something's going to But you happen. can. That's the thing. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to hear if if you feel like doing it and if you know and if you want to convey to the people the science behind the reality of being able to mix. Because normally the biggest thing is obviously – you're trying to separate your main components so you don't have any fucking fallout. And now you got something that's... And that was and Even when I used uh, one of my previous sponsors, Veg and Bloom, I still had issues in my brain about just doing it because it was too much in one thing. And it was 
you know, physical fallout because the stuff was granulated and I had to like kind of work it extra hard and sit there and double check and dissolve it better. You know what I mean? It wasn't like as easy as just throwing it in and boop, boom, boom. I didn't trust it. I didn't trust it and it didn't prove to be weird for me. So how do you guys do it? Magic. No, there's really no magic to it. The technology is just right now that very little maintenance. It performs like a 30-year veteran. There's almost nothing compared at that's running at this level right now. I don't think we've, you know, I'm confident to say we've never lost a side-by-side in two years, and it's an amazing nutrient. And where's it from originally? Uh, I'd... I'm trying to put the whole thing this a lot easier when you're not sitting here with Adam and hitting blunt. I mean, when you're not getting high. Is yeah. From, is it from here, though? Or is it no, it actually started out in Amsterdam. And oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then our, our founder, that? he Call that guy up. Um, he is in... Fort Collins, correct? Michigan. Oh, yes. He, he lives there. And then it's distributed from Fort But we Collins. distribute it from Fort Collins. And, you know, it's... The crazy part of it is it's by growers, for growers. It's not trying to liberate your bank account. And the performance is what I focus on because there's nothing that really performs like it. And when you see two bottles go off like that, mm-hmm. the only pain in the ass about it is nobody believes you. There's always yeah. some secret. I get a lot of people from around the world hitting me up in my Instagram wanting me to share my resin secrets and, you know, what I'm doing that drives that frost in the pictures and you know decent good genetics and and the kogos and it just stacks like cake on there hmm. and it's the same story for everybody you know it doesn't matter if it's your very first grower you know like myself you know 36 37 years in now you know everybody has that same performance because it's two bottles ph it to five five and and it's on and that and you're doing five five on kogo and do you use the same sort of do you guys use it on other mediums, or do you guys just kind of focusing on a little bit of light, 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 light stuff that kind of... Well, what we do is we have three different formulas with different iron formulations, mm-hmm. different iron sources, and that equates to a low iron formula for the outdoor the outdoor guys that are... Excuse me. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's as dry as the desert. So anyways, our outdoor formula is real low iron, so it doesn't bind up and load up your soil. And then we've got another one that is a dark red A formula, and that one is a form of iron that does best with the uh, rock wool. is outstanding. You know, research guys enjoy it. Mm-hmm. We lovingly call that the Wook's blood. Right. Yeah. Because it looks like someone I got murdered if you spill it on the floor. <laughs> I didn't know if I could say Wookie piss, though, when we get to that. <laughs> is it a real red? Then, you can say anything you yeah, want. It's, like that, it's, got, yeah, it's kind of like that ruby from the, yeah. the ruby yeah. fulvic. Really, it is. Yeah, yeah. It looks similar. just like that. Okay. And then, you know, we Stainy. have the uh, wetted iron that runs through, you know, with no load up in your soil. And, you know, we run it myself. I'm standard drip with cocoa. Never have a salt buildup, you know. Five and a half in the top. You know, sometimes if I'm lazy, it might go to five, six out the bottom. Uh-huh. But everything about it runs so clean and so spot on that you never see deficiencies. You don't, you're feeding heavier than you've ever fed without curling your leaves and burning them up. It's, it's just an amazing thing to watch happen. You just wonder why it couldn't have been this easy all along. Huh. 
And um, so you said it was Dutch formula in the beginning, right? Yes. Okay, so it's interesting because, I mean, in the end of the day, it was like everything pretty much was A-B over there. Um, the guys from Atomi kind of had a few one-parters things that, but I don't know. Yeah. They I mean, even like the house and garden and canon yeah. stuff is multiple. Oh, pretty they much. They have the A and B, but then there's multiple additives on top that you need to use for it to perform correctly. Your exactly. cost per gallon doesn't work out very well for the grower on that right. one either. No, for sure. They're and crazy. That's, and that's what it must be the, the real kind of like head spinner for a lot of guys. We're like, wait a minute. So I'm just going to take eliminate all of that? Just do that. Do you guys do, do you do microbial besides just mycorrhizal in the beginning? Or no, we don't. You know, we keep the system clean. Our barrels never develop a biofilm. Uh-huh. You don't have any type of fallout in the bottom. So you start with a clean barrel, you finish your cycle with a clean barrel. It's crazy. We've done ebb and flow with Kogos and not had to change a reservoir for like two weeks. And it's still crystal clear. You can see the bottom. There's no, absolutely no buildup on the walls of the reservoir. Never murky. It's, it's hmm. ridiculous. That's, yeah, no, I mean, because I've, <laughs> I've actually got, you know, barrels where the shit just oh, is, yeah. is literally like levels of different gets in there and you're like sometimes it's just that fun. in a way like I always have kind of liked foamy shit though like for sure sea green or something like that you throw a little bit in there and you're like oh my fucking god what is happening right now it looks like you know washing machine gone nuts or something your whole fucking place is filled but yeah. still felt like something was happening but it's definitely not good for cleaning up <laughs> very hard and uh, I mean, we we're using coca right now, and you should see some of the mycelium colonies that are growing in the cocoa using this cocos. It's crazy. I get mushrooms out the bottom of the pot, growing <laughs> on top of the cocoa, and yeah. And I've never had mushrooms grow on cocoa until I started using cocos. <clears throat> and you're not putting anything else in there that's organic in there. No. Well, I might be, but I'm not going to tell you. Well, I mean, at this <laughs> There's point... other things you put in there, for At sure, that point, right? I'm just using a little bit of Azos. Uh-huh. They, Basically, d- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, simplicity works in, in a lot. In, in, in Especially re- on a commercial When you're doing repetitively the same thing over and over and over again, it's like, what? Well, yeah, two less steps, huge, you know what I mean? Three less steps, even more. They're multiplying it by, you know, how Absolutely. many days a year you're doing it and times per day and all that, you turns into thousands, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, fuck, if I would do that, like, 3,000 less things a week, that's pretty good, you know what I mean? You know the first time that you see, like, a mushroom pop up from whatever? I used uh, cocoa a lot, so I, I've seen this uh, a few times, but the first time you see this, uh, if you're really interested in what you're doing, you really care, It's it throws you off, man. It's like, what the, yeah. what the fuck is going on here? Is it good if or is you it don't bad? Uh, I mean, you don't want mushrooms to be thrown off at all. I mean, that's that's <laughs> not... If you're getting a mushroom because the mycelium has reached uh, the surface and its light is hitting and it's flowering. Right. So you know you don't you don't necessarily want that to happen. You're not getting the effectiveness, and then there's problems with rotting, et cetera, that you're going to run into. So, but it's crazy when it does happen. It's exciting and uh, gets you into maybe thinking about hey, maybe I can grow mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. The first time they they actually come through, you're like, oh, this could be a whole new thing right here if you hit them up with the right thing. Little twofer right here, but it's usually never the right combo. <laughs> and, and the combination of the, you know, of course, it, it seems like they do pop when your things are doing good too. It's not like they're they're a bad thing, but at the same time, they're it's not like you want to create that 
medium at a certain point because you will right. you're kind of tipping the scales at that point where you might fuck it up you know what I mean it's I don't like, think the MED would be very happy with me no they'd be like mm, exactly they'd be like so your mic you're it would be would you you would would you have a problem possibly with microbial levels in testing like would there, there you probably wouldn't run into issues with that but there would be cross contamination I mean, if it got that bad to where I was growing mushrooms, <laughs> to where they were spreading spores, yeah, and everything else, yeah, there might be a problem. <laughs> I mean, it's all—it's a good thing if you're growing shrooms in your soil. I mean, in in all, in the end of things, it means you maybe need to cut things back a little bit, but it's ultimately probably a good thing because your soil is doing healthy well. Healthy soil. Healthy soil. Right. What was that? Somebody just fell down the stairs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, they put, I don't know, they just something was putting on the roof, so probably dropping some giant things. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> Putting on the roof. So, um, so how long have you been using the Kogo for? Uh, a couple crops now, or seven months now? Okay, cool. So you're getting into that rhythm now, where it's like starting to starting to see. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah. Cycles, but cycle to cycle and person to person. I I took over the facility Mayflower where I'm at. Uh, we took over the facility in August, and we started running Kogos then. And we had a couple of pH problems at the beginning, just training the new staff on how to mix it they were mixing too fast and it wasn't quite becoming a solution the way that they were mixing it so the ph was rising really fast we were having a couple pro- a little bit of a problem with stretch but we dialed that back in and there everything is beautiful the the stacking the node formation the cola formation it's incredible the resin production resin production is, is off the hook it really is it really is. And that's, yeah, no, I noticed, and when he gave me some uh, different flavors the other day, and I was noticing, you know, like, they all had a very, they burned really well, they had a good punch to them, they all, you know, I was like, hmm, okay. And the thing is, he gave me all in one jar, too, so it was a classic where I was, like, trying to, like, okay, now i got to, like, separate them, and so that's why I put them into these, and then you get, like, that's rich. our mob boss from the commercial facility from Mayflower. And feel how hard that is. Oh, yeah. That's... Feel that how hard the density you get with the kogos is kind of really what sold me over the top. Yep. And with the way I like to abuse my plants, <laughs> I get some of the best frost production I've ever had. This is great looking weed. It is. Thank you. This smells great. It's great. Uh oh, it's great. Tim Martin approved. I'm so high right now. Too. <laughs> high. Beautiful. He's gay. He's trying to pass on the bling so bling. Great. It looks beautiful. Thank you. It is. It's hard on you. It's yeah. what? It's really hard on you. It's growing it to, to, to make sure it oh, gets no. that beautiful? No, that right there, that's just standard running the feed chart with the Kogos in cocoa and perlite. You know, no tricks to it. Mm-hmm. No foliar feedings, no FPJs, you know, no Axiom, none of those tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, just two bottles only. Just some and, and unicorn me. tears or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> Think about this. I've been growing, you know, since 1981. And, you know, the first thing we all learn is in the garden is how to be a scientist and, you know, what we need to add. Mm-hmm. And trust me, this last flower, it was so very hard to just contain myself <laughs> on two bottles all the way through and not pull any, mm-hmm. anything off. Like, oh, I just got to hang. <laughs> and there you go. The yeah. uniformity on these nugs are... And what great. else is sick is that's even through a twister. Oh, oh wow. Crap. Oh, man. I don't know. It's breaking that's, all the rules now. Yeah, right. That's wow. through a double twister. I <laughs> kid you not. 
Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, you could tell that it's tight trimmed, but I don't know if I haven't seen yeah, enough I mean, machine trimmed. This, this is beautiful. It's better than Tim would have done by hand for sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. There's no doubting that. I'm yeah. not even arguing that. You were talking about your kids being trimmers earlier. Like yeah, it was like well, I had not, a yeah, girlfriend for a while. Just <laughs> yeah, that was your whole deal. I'm she, kidding, now, but I'm going to tell that's her. what it was. Yeah, I'm that getting that. I'm getting that out there. Yeah. In my new book. I'm doing a book just like that guy did. The tell all that yeah. was released today. Tell, trying yeah. to make some it's money. The tell all of Cannabis World. Well, mostly you about should your, write a book. whole chapter about you, at least one. You know, so. um, I should get a chapter at some point. I can't believe there hasn't been one yet. I Called mean, How He Rode the Hood. There's just. <laughs> 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 I mean, even not about that, but just so about the industry in, in general. I'm surprised you should write a book, dude. No, I'm not. Definitely not. Doing Why? Not a People of way. I'll do something down the road, but I'm not going to do a tell all, that's for sure. You should do a book, though. Light memoirs. I'm not talking yeah, about tell. Mostly do about a book. You. Again, mostly about you. Don't do another grow book. I don't know how to grow. I mean, if you want I wanted to do a co- coloring book a long time ago. I was like, I should do like an ABC coloring book and it'd be like, ABC, grow, blah, 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 I've done. I did it. I made a book. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Published author. <laughs> Published, done, deal. Wait, so you do have a coloring book out there? No, I said I wanted to do All that. right. I thought you said you did cool. it. No, right. no, no. Because if you had a finished product, we could work on getting this published here. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, you know, just another one of those half-assed projects I just sort of started. And went, just a book of your life stories, dude. Yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe. Just listen to the show. It's easy. Someone else should do it. They should listen to the show. Embellish, someone else do. Turn See, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem <laughs> here, Adam. Turn it, it, turn if it, we are going to do it, it's turn like, it into a movie or something. Come we back need a, to me. You need a ghostwriter that sits <laughs> oh, yeah. here on the show. I actually talked to a ghostwriter. It was pretty interesting. It was like, okay, I'm, I could do this, but she was way too much money. It was like one of those deals where it would have cost me like oh, a bunch of cash. And so I was like, nah. <laughs> nah, but it would be too hard to hang. But it was pretty funny. You seen that Bossman Jack show yet? The horse. Uh, I know yeah, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. It's kind of funny because you watch that show and it's like he's like a washed up fucking horse, horse <laughs> actor or whatever. And uh, his the chick that was doing his ghostwriting for him is like a clone of the girl that was going to do the ghostwriting for me. Oh. I was like, oh my god, is that the, that is the quintessential ghostwriter? It's like a little Asian <laughs> chick and she's kind of like this and, and then they put, quiet. Yeah, then he stands up. Banging her, of course, because he's a horse. Of course, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. It's a pretty good show, actually. I'm it's sure one of those ones where you feel like you don't want to watch that first, and then after like after like the first, or so, if you binge it like for like four or five episodes, and then you get into the rhythm, you're like, oh my god, this is getting kind of weird. Now. There's a couple of them, like that Big Mouth. Uh, I watched that Horseman Jackman, that, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's good shit. I think Netflix is just throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks at this point. Well, they're doing like 110 different fucking music. They have 87, 80-something movies coming out next year. And then like 100-something comedians, and you're just like, all right, every day. Sidetracked. Giving people chances. That's what we do around here. I know. We're the sidetrack kings. We're not going to sit around here and go, no, the news. (laughs) Jeff Sessions is a total dick, and we know it. And then we're going to keep talking about that. We could talk about that for a long time. Exactly. Why waste waste our energy on that fucking shriveled up little fucking Keebler elf? He's a piece of shit. Discuss amongst (laughs) yourselves. Exactly. Dude, speaking of this, (laughs) the other day... What was it that you had? You were on a podcast. Oh, the podcast. The podcast. Yeah, he's, he's the original. Guy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what story you're gonna? And goddamn, you were savage. I like for a second. I was like, I was sliced when I heard when you talked about when you went into the story about the original. 
how this all started and stuff. And really, I mean, oh, and I talked about you, of course. I think the idea. <laughs> I think the idea was like no, originally. It did, it did. I think the idea was originally CD Wednesday was your idea. And, no, and I, Scott had uh, parts to do with it too. Yeah. So and and then the other stuff, not not one single thing that you said, and it was untrue. It was real, right? I mean, no, it was real though. But you were savage. I was savage, fuck. of course. Well, I had to. I had to, throw, I had to embellish and make Holy my story shit. sound exciting for my memoirs, dude. How am I gonna? Dude, how is someone else? Me how is, is someone else? <laughs> you could have been a little bit kinder to me than that side of things. Like, how is someone gonna yeah. listen to my crap when I'm like too lazy to fucking talk to them, and then they're gonna have to write something? They're gonna be like, and then Tim Martin was the dude, beginning of everything. So now you're gonna be like, <laughs> no, that's not what it was at all. You brought me. You brought me, which I appreciate you. Yeah, you give credit. I just say that you feel. Yeah, you created a gap. I filled it, and there you go. And now was like the, the gap that I created in the story in between that. Yeah, the, it was a little bit like this, a little grippy. Yeah, you put grippy. it. You put it in pretty I, short, but the most savage terms. I forget. I was. I was in a. I was in a zone, dude. I, I was in a zone. No, you're cool. I like. I like. It was a little bit caught off guard at first. You're like, holy shit, he's talking about me I got me a now. message from yeah. someone. <laughs> Somebody messaged me, and they were like, dude. Adam's really not very nice to you on this podcast. Oh, man. Oh, man. Like, oh, Did you cry? Is that why you're here? To just, just no, to fight him about it? He is. He is. He's, <laughs> he's on that ramp now. He's like, I heard you have some mocktails. I heard you have mocktails. I'm going to go crazy. Him, I would have talked to him outside of I'm just whatever. But I, I did listen to it. And when it came to that, it was such a howling laughter. Like, Kim was like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, my God. you got to listen to this. Anyway, it's on a podcast when you're on it. So yeah, check it out. It was podcast. good. It was a good interview. It was a great interview. It was He's like good. one of your classic uh, interviews that you do with someone that's a long form interview that's trying to dig stuff out of you. I thought it was great. It was yeah, because then I was like, well, shit, it's three hours, dude. I gotta stop. Oh, All right, we're stopping. It's like, but he's like he, he's like one of those guys who just says one thing and then you're like. Yeah, you get all uncomfortable. You have to just keep going. It's like the first. You can't be like yes, no, (laughs) no, maybe. Just sit in silence. (laughs) That is the end of my discussion. The first two times you were on JDR, it was like six hours or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like a DJ. I'm like a DJ who just like gets in his groove after a while, and I want to keep going. There's a lot of stories though. That's why I should sell you. you Somehow I get a key and play. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do it. (laughs) Put on the fucking. There it is. So I rappers delight. Boom. Now 14 minutes. I'm going. That's, yeah. that. <laughs> That's it. It's a long story short. Thanks for that. That's how it was taking your classes too. Thanks for that, Tim. Well, thanks for the thanks for the start in the industry. That was it. I mean, <laughs> thanks for making me who I am. I helped connect a few bridges. You, you did. You did. And, that was funny. Uh, though. You showed me that anybody can do it. That's what you showed me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what basically it came God down to. It's a classic. Speaking savage. of which, Kogo, anybody can do that. So that's it. Two bottles, easy. Boom, bang, bang. So one bottle's for girl, one bottle's for flower. No, nope. Not even close. Not even close. One bottle's for the magic, and one bottle's for the the. the no, all the, the PK is in the B side. Ah, uh, I knew it had to be like that. Of course. So okay. for the most part, yeah. You just ramp up on B during flower. And just a tiny bottle and a big bottle, or is it like no? Nope. They're even equal bottles. all the time. They're or different colors, different times. So no peak, <laughs> nothing in the beginning during the for well, like a flower or something like that. For advanced guys, you know, I mean, if you're the kind of person who knows how to like <laughs> jump advanced. Oh, I, I run. We run equal parts A and B through bed, <laughs> and the first like two weeks of flower, and then ramp up the B. Well, how many guys? Tell me this. How many guys know to go into flower uh-huh. with a real heavy PK load your first few days? Right. You know to jump start that process. Sure. I didn't say advance it. 
No, no. I said, jumpstart that baby. <laughs> you said advanced growers, though. That's interesting. Yeah, you I know. How it. bad was that? But, we, you know, we... You said it. We, we convert a lot of guys, it. man. Dude. It's hard. Now you're giving... Now you're now you're supporting the pedophile, bro. Oh, my oh God. <laughs> that's rough, man. I'm gonna go jump off the balcony oh tonight. Oh my God! See, that's what I mean. We need that, that guy who can just be like that other dude, that whatever wolf dude. What Isn't are you it? talking about? The writer, the ghost writer, the fake guy, the guy who sits in there, the plant. He's gonna sit in there and he's gonna find out all the, the gossip on you. Oh. <laughs> and this place yeah, is already bugging. It is. Oh, totally, oh man! Everybody here is a boring story because. You don't have a life. I don't have a life. You guys don't have a life. <laughs> yeah. We all do just that damn, same damn thing. You know, we got a plant that we just work around. Yeah. Think about it. Talk to it. Uh-huh. Love on it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or you get, you know, you get like the the situation we have right now where, fuck, it's going to be too easy to maintain what we got, which is not fun anymore. I like it to be a little out of control. I like it to be on the edge of... I, you know, I want to... You want to... I'll be honest with you. I mean, you have I mean, your industry I stuff. I yeah, but say this. What's this? This is really crazy thing to say uh oh here it goes I'll say I'll preface it with this the journalist in me uh oh the passion yesterday that hit me was like I mean from who where when yeah, the drive that, that like came with yesterday's kind of kicking the ass for the federal government oh um, my god you're still on that I mean I'm not trying to say that it was a good <laughs> thing but that's what you were talking about weren't you no <laughs> no, no, the last thing that you'd said it was yeah. a helicopter. Nah. Not at all. Yeah. Was know. this a medevac coming for him? Never no, a black helicopter. <laughs> yeah. I thought uh, you were talking about like. Nah. Now I forgot. <laughs> you see, fucked everything up. As usual. As usual. Chill no, on. we were just going towards, you know, you stack the bee in the flower. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you exactly. ramp up how, towards how did, you, how did you get to that? But that's what we were talking about before we no, got to that of where. No, I, but see how no. I looped back to it? You looped. You got a loop button. Oh, looper. Loopers. Not to be, not to be a, a Denver looper. You go to jail for that in Denver. You're a looper now. You're one of those guys. <laughs> I got you. Tim Looper Martin. I was thinking you. today Four how much that, that looper bus really needs to change their name now. <laughs> I know. That is tainted now. I didn't even think of that. That is super tainted. There's a bus tainted. here in Denver. That it's called su- Looper, L-O-O-P-R, and it, you can... Buy a ticket and then it picks you up at a dispensary and you ride around smoking yeah, weed. Smoke Takes you to every Sweet Leaf dispensary. For optimum purchases, <laughs> not anymore. That's true. It is the it is the Sweet Leaf Looper bus. No, so <laughs> I did. I dropped off a delivery today. The guy was turning in an application for Sweet Leaf at one of the locations I was at. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't know what to say to him. No. Good luck. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> You want, to move up that, you want to move up the ranks there quick. Get past that. I think there's room zone. for advance, but they're now. The danger so. zone. The danger zone. Um, so back to fertilizer and PKs. Oh, yeah. So you got one bottle that's moved your PK. So you're basically still kind of in the A, B zone, but you change your, now you change your, do you do like advanced or not advanced, should I say, general hydro style where it's like a one to one, one to one, one and a half, one to like that kind of ratio. Closest would be maybe like a Lucas. Type situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Explain. For people that don't know. Oh, okay. People well, are thinking Lucas is oil now. Like, what? Kid, well, you know, there kid was with the oil in that movie? Literally, like, yes. How the fuck do we do that? There's a very That's old, established fertilizer company. Or Lucas Oil, yeah. And you use two of their products, and it's not the ones you would think. And you can create a good run all the way through on two bottles, and it's been generous to many people over the years. And, you know, that's the joy of what we do is that, you know, it's a two-bottle formula only. And 
if you start trying to add other things in, you have to kind of back off of this because it's already complete in there. Mm -hmm. So you can waste your money if you want, but even if you're so hot, you're exactly right on your, right on your game. That's, mm -hmm. that's what you have to be to match these two bottles. Yeah, and I mean, if it takes the guesswork out of a lot of it, and like you were telling me some crazy EC numbers, like three eight and shit, like it's like double double what you kind of normally tell people to max out at when you're. Last like, juke. What's your max EC you fed? We keep it pretty low, and I'm actually not even measuring ECs. I measure PPMs. Okay, I'm both but PPM. my highest PPM right. I never go over eleven hundred. And see, I went crazy with this, you know, just driving because, you know, if I can't be a chemist, I want to be a scientist and at least study something. And this right here, what, the last two weeks, was ran at 4.3 EC. Which is red. But the crazy part of it is I've got That's pictures like of the of flowers. PPMs, right? It's closer to four. More like double that, I was going to say. Yeah, 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 it's close to 4,000. So, but there was no curl, no tip burns. Everything was just standing great, you know, great turgor. It's amazing. Right. I don't, uh, also on a commercial scale, if I can use less nutrients, that's always Oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> well, it's huge. Well, right? see, that's the thing. I get to do so, the onesie-twosie okay, thing. Yeah, if I can run it under 1,000 PPMs and get performance like we are getting, then I'm not going to go any higher than that. <laughs> oh, I, I abuse it terribly. I, I walk I five times a day. Yeah, that's another thing people don't think eight about. Times a day. With these larger scale grows, is they don't, you know, they don't, most people have not even come close to the scale of growing that's going on in Colorado, California, and other places. Yeah. So some of the arguments that happen online, you know, with these discussions, I mean, you're not thinking of the whole picture it's apples here. apples and oranges. And, like, I understand what you're saying, but implementing it into um, certain situations. Yeah, you're, like, around 2-2. Two, two. It's not this. I mean, it's, okay, it's not close. So yeah. It, it's and that's exactly, like that. that's exactly kind of a high note for most people it's like two is like yeah. where you're riding and you can let it creep up to two two and then but you should be flushing right around that time that's usually right what we, that would be like rule of thumb in my sense so yeah. three eight and fours and all those things are like how the fuck does it even survive in that that's like such a salty fucking and right. it's a way and again i think if, it, depending on like if you guys did side by side and you came up with five percent more than him and then it would just have to you have to figure out what the scale would be if it was big enough of a scale you'd be like okay it is kind of worth five percent because five percent of yeah. a fucking thousand pounds is, is a decent amount whereas right. but it's not and if it's cheaper than the food or you know i mean it's like one of those deals where you're like you can actually play that game can't do it on small scale but so. on a large scale the the really biggest companies they can usually pay around 13 cents a gallon to mix their newts yeah I think we're right around twelve. Got to come to the door then. See how how can you beat that? Because you know when you're when you're only spinning. Yeah, if you're in the area, just come to the door. We can we can take care of it because some people doubled up and. We're talking about a tickets sold, tickets tickets sold here. out sold out event. Bro. So oh, what? they sold out so sold out, bro. Exclusive. Did you RSVP or you're not even allowed in? <laughs> Dude, you're allowed so in. not allowed in. <laughs> not even allowed in. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> Sorry, luckily you're in the building, so I can sneak you up. Oh, snap. The, uh, the PPM thing is, is awesome, though, on these, because uh, the way that this flower is structured and the way that you have it, I mean, it, it I mean, from, from what it looks like, it was just, you know, compacted and fed. But if you can keep it, I think with cocoa especially, if you can keep it fed, the plants eating it and it flushed very well, mm -hmm. cocoa's really easy oh, that's to keep thing. up Five that flush on top of yeah. that hot load. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's not like, you know, you're running in dirt and... Uh, 
I compare it to like driving a Corvette rather than you know a dump truck or something. It's easier to turn. You've driven both. Have you driven both? Uh, I haven't driven. Either. I don't know if I've driven a Corvette, but <laughs> definitely a dump truck. Definitely. Well, no, maybe not. See, maybe neither. Maybe so I don't neither. Know what talking maybe about have zero anymore. relevance to anything of you say. Gosh. See, this guy's so easy, man. He's just we need sound effects miss, for you. I miss <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need definitely Tim Martin sound effects. Um, <laughs> did you ever work in any grow shops, or you just kind of straight grower? I did work in a grow shop up in Greeley. Okay, for two and a half years. Green right. thumb. Isn't it weird how like it doesn't matter if you live in, if you worked in a grow shop in Greeley? I worked in a grow shop in Amsterdam. You know, you worked in a grow shop down here, everywhere, probably here, there, and everywhere, or whatever. But in general, you you worked in a grow shop, right? Mm-hmm. We all. So, I mean, that's the next. That's the next sitcom. That's like they've already done the, the oh, dispensary. God, now it's yeah. got to be the grow shop, <laughs> which oh, are dude, pretty much on. the same oh, characters yeah. everywhere. It doesn't matter where you go; they're all. It the same. is. Oh yeah, it's, it's a recovery zone. It's literally the same, and yeah, it's going to get worse. Probably. And even more, <laughs> and even more comic-like because now the numbers are getting boring, and, and places are going to shrivel up and. Yep. Literally, yeah, it's like a wasteland out. It's a wasteland out there. But now's the more <laughs> important time to, you know, embrace, you know, like. So you guys do like any kind of? You have a, do you guys have a lot of um, spread in shops yet, or is it mostly big growers and grower growers? Or we do, really- and a lot of places keep it a secret. Really? Yeah. Yes. They are very, you know, a lot of places don't want people to know what the new secret weapon is, and they will strategically place their bottles or. Mm-hmm. Cover them, especially when you know other people are doing the great, dog and great pony. For sales, great for sales. Here, could you cover my shit up, please, and just not well, tell anybody? I'm well, telling I mean, you, if any time I bring someone through mm-hmm. the facility on a tour or something like yeah. that, we cover bottles. Oh, I can understand Definitely. that. I'm just talking about like in general, like if you're in a store, people. Oh, like, if you had a guy no. in a store, go like, dude, I don't sell your shit. I just cover yeah, it up. When the guys come yeah, in, no, I cover it up. Really makes sense. No, I guess, no, I guess <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Okay, I understand. I understand. Yeah, definitely on tours, you want to. You put all the wrong names, and they're like, yeah, I got it now. Yep. People go. kill themselves looking around trying to find, you know, where you're hiding your stuff on the shelves. Like, where are those additives? You know, what, what's going on here? And, and, and you guys, so for dosatrons and all that kind of shit, it just works. It's obviously super smooth and yeah. easy. Like, there's not a lot of sediment around it. The only thing that it doesn't clean. agree with is cold temperatures. You know, if you get down near freezing, it will yeah. solidify in the bottom, but you can soak it in hot water. It'll re remelt, get uh-huh. back right where it was. And would not drop out at that point either? You know? mm-hmm. Not really? No. that's it's what I had the biggest problem. I had the best biggest... between like 65 and 72 degrees, I uh-huh. think. Yeah. I had a, um, back in the, maybe I think around 95, 96, I was selling GH uh, in in Holland, and I was like trying to introduce people to the whole concept of it and free bottles. And, God, this... and I had, so the, but I had the French... I didn't. I didn't have Larry. I had a French guy who was his European distributor, and I was his uh, the Dutch guy, or whatever. And anyway, I paid for a direct shipment from America from Larry of microbes and fifty gallon thing, and it got fucking frozen on the boat. <laughs> and, and when it got to me, it was all like it, I couldn't tell, you know, because it already thawed out. And then everybody that I gave it to, and I only had these big giant contracts with huge people, and no, didn't have, wasn't selling it directly to anybody. Just like you, you need big fucking thing you need a big thing so I was just keeping everybody happy and everybody's crop failed oh <laughs> like everybody and they were all big and they were all like Aah. and it was like my fucking like introduction to the whole fertilizer world and at that point and I was all like meh 
Yeah, I should probably get out of that. Like, it was just like it was. It was. I wasn't really set up for it, and I was just. Thir- I, at first, I was, everyone was loving me, and then that happened, and then they all. Yeah, I literally had guys coming in shaking, like plants had just tweaked out because they were, like, look kind of like Lester Grinspoon plants. Like all of a sudden, Ooh. it was like you know. That's like, gonna be a terrible feeling too, because I know you did not want that to happen. No, of Those course, like and I and I hadn't you know, and I hadn't even cracked into that myself, so I didn't know that that was bad because <laughs> I was still had my old shit and. You know, I just basically was like keeping everybody happy, and it like right. got it, delivered it, mm. fucking lo- like unloaded it, gave it to all these guys, went to bed thinking I was, you know, did the right thing. A couple of days later, started getting phone calls and questions, and oh, I should be fine. I don't know. And then about two weeks later, it was like people just fucking got nuts. And by a month later, I was like, all right, this is a complete fuck up. I gotta go. <laughs> it's really hard being the the answer guy. You know, I'm always worried. You know, you're gonna give somebody a bad advice that's gonna, you know kill his deal it can happen and I mean it's also it's you know people don't listen to the de- the, the little the devil, devils in the details there where it's like you know oh, they really they left their lights on and they sprayed all the plants and then they wonder why they all shriveled up it's like yeah it wasn't you know it was complete user error at that point but you know you feel bad because you probably didn't emphasize it enough you know what I mean you could emphasize it just a little harder maybe they would have picked up on it it's one thing if it's a bad product it's another thing if it's user error. I mean, this is, yeah. I think the Philly is a pretty good line there. I mean, you feel bad for him, whatever, but I mean, how can you wrong somebody that Except you... Except for you, of course. Yeah, but how can anybody, you... But, anybody but you. How can you replace <laughs> a wrong in that type of situation no, with a bad just, product? It's, it's grow Destroys. issues. It's grow issues. But in general, just working at grow shops, I always had that like where... Man, I, it was kind of like being a mechanic, though, too. You get home and you didn't even want to look at your room anymore. You're like, oh, God, I'm not going to go to my room after oh, dealing yeah, with definitely. their room. Like, God, you're helping all these people out, and sometimes you come home and you'd be like, glad I don't give my own self-advice because, fuck, what the fuck? Because you're almost paying too much attention to them and absorbing all their issues. The cobbler's mm-hmm. children have no shoes. It's Yeah, and it, it, is, it is like, uh, I think when I worked at Sensi at that time, my rooms are pretty bad, actually, I, just because I was never there. I was always at work. You know? and I was like, I'd come home, and I'd be like, oh, shit, my shit's out of whack. You know what I mean? And I was like, what the fuck? I'm trying to figure it out. But, I haven't fed anything in 10 days. You know, and that was my learning curve, obviously, too. And I was trying to follow their system, and their system was weird. It didn't make any sense. It didn't have any drainage. It was like you just kept pouring it in, and it was hydrocorals or the water level meter, and it was just like, this is so bizarre. But they had this one polymer additive that you'd throw in there that was like a little balls, little orange ball. It was called ion exchange. It was like an ion exchanging thing, and it was just these little tiny balls, and you'd throw them in the bottom of the deal, and somehow, magically, it kept everything alive, and I was just like, all right, I'm not trying. Somehow, things started to go off the rails, and then I just freaked out, and I drilled a hole in the bottom and drained it out and <laughs> lost all that ion exchanger stuff, and then just started watering from the top, and then didn't quite have my shit together. It was off, you know, it was just like the classic, right? Just like <laughs> I started like fucking with things and I fucked it right up. So that's what you do. That's how you learn. It's the, learning, sure. it's the learning curve. Those were your beads. I had like balls. Well, they still grew, <sighs> they still grew actually pretty good. Like it was actually not bad weed. It was just like. It's weed. Yeah. yeah but it was that. really weird. It was like one of those, like, no, you can't have no drainage. I just, I think I was doing, yeah, I, I took some acid, I took some acid, I looked at my plants, and I was like, <laughs> I gotta save them. I was like, they're dying. Look at them, they're, they're dying. They're getting no oxygen. This ah. isn't working. So, yeah. so, what's the, so what's the product that you recommend, you're recommending that people go pick up? 
specifically? Kogos. Kogos. Don't, can't, can't, a and B. Don't, don't, Kogos don't tell anybody. Original. All right, cool. Shut the there fuck are up. other additives. The, like, don't, don't tell any. No. Dude, you just don't fucked everything. Why'd you ask everybody? Add, additives, bacteria yes. additives. No. But that's purely optional at that point. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Like, I have a pretty good amount of uh, MicroBlife products, and they always hook me up. And I do that's like good stuff. I do love that funk. And I kind of feel like if I don't have, like like you were probably the, like you said the first time you're like you're just looking at it like come on can I just do something kind of like give him some because you feel like it's like, it's like you definitely it's can. like giving your dog one bit of dog food for the rest of his life you're like that's it dry <laughs> dog food for the rest of your life you get nothing else no no nothing no living treats. no treats ever nothing and you know we all love to do that and we think we're doing good so with plants it's like you kind of feel like you're doing it every time you do something you, you hope you're adding a percentage point or if or sure. a flavor point or something but sometimes not sometimes just a big waste of money and you probably figure that out and get all feel stupid after a while <coughs> never <laughs> i mean you guys were talking about the root zone when i first walked in and how that's the most important part mm-hmm. of the plant and i don't think using synthetics in any way takes changes that at all i mean the roots are still the most important part of the plant and using a clean synthetic is different than using a dirty synthetic. These are pure opinion. elements. Mm-hmm. So you don't get salt, uh, the urea base, any of that. This is just a no pure, pure mineral. Yeah. People have this idea that natural, that, that you know, that the organic, 100% organic idea way is like the only healthy, you know, that the unnatural um, produced things can be bad for you yeah they're all bad for you that they can be good is a foreign idea that's what mm. i was trying to get to i mean it really depends on what your end goal is a lot of times and for most growers if their end goal is to have healthy you know quick turnover plants for 100 percent, if it's about uh you know compromised any kind of thing they might steer away from it because some people just you know, there are examples out there that make like the rule for sure, but and, and I think you know, like, but the way I look at weed, I'm always like, my 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 philosophy is like, dude, we smoked so much bullshit over the years, like PGRs and fucking terrible stuff, like yeah. along the way that we wouldn't even comprehend, and nowadays people cry over like a room that got sprayed with microbutanol like right. fucking twenty years ago. <laughs> Look at who we got rolling in on the rumble. There he is. What's up, guys? How's it going? How's it going? Oh, man. I'm going to have to kick Tim Martin off in a second because he's pretty much lame and useless anyway. So <laughs> and he needs to go home and take care of his woman. What's dude, he's, he's he's in li- Oklahoma. What? Oh, snap. He's really? free. That's why he's here. Really? I mean, you can kick me off. I will. I will. Park and couch. <laughs> Look at that guy. He's way more important than you. You can already tell just by looking at him. He came in the room. He's like, what the fuck? Where's my seat? He's wearing a hoodlum. He's got a hoodlum on. It's already beating you down. Dude, two I got seconds. the hoodlum on the ground. That's, that's hoodlum like on the ground? That's, that's twice as yeah, bad. That's like a double That's like whatever. a double, double, double problem. <laughs> that thing gets worn in a lot of places. Yeah. Well, actually, I, it's I, might, a lot I, I might need your help, dude. I got a full sold out thing going on. Sold out. Hey, while with we're, what? I'm too high for this. 
What are you talking about? I'm out of here. This exclusive party that's going on. Disaster album out. It started like three hours ago. It did. And it only goes, we only got a half an hour more. You're only losing a half an hour of you, Tim. We don't, we don't need you to the end. Hey. Sorry. You're, you're not, you're, your time is over. If he needs you, you have, you have, you have used up all of your credits. <laughs> yeah, you got Trump. No, you're Trump fired. Chops. Yeah, you're fired. Yeah, you're fired. Trump. Trump. We already had Trump on. Do I have to bring Trump back on the air? Have him drop no. the hand. Did we cover the everything? Hand. Did you cover everything you needed to with him? With you? With, no, him? with him? Nah. You know, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? We well, don't know. I have to, I'll, I'll have to listen to it later, like everyone else. <laughs> and see, like, geez, I should have asked him a few more questions. But actually, the thing with him is, uh, you know, he's not a weed guy. So we got, like, you know, we got what we wanted in the right, sense good. of we were on the same path. Sounded like he was keen, though. He is. And I think we'll, you know, we'll get him in, in some other discussion at some point. With you, my friend, you're I'm out. out. You're out. You're get pretty the much. You get the fuck. Get off. I'm fine. I'll go get my get, sugar. I see, because everyone else came much farther away. You live like next door. I will stay like two blocks away for two sure. blocks. Yeah. So, that, so he has resident. You know, I still yeah. drove over here. Did you, you took it up one of my parking spaces? I parked in a metered spot. Should Jesus? Technically, it's the city's space. It's good. It's good. See, and and I'm, I'm amazed. All right, it was good talking with you guys. It was. Check out John Don't Radio. cry. Don't it's cry. Up. I gave you free. Give, give, give it's me. up regular. I'm gonna have it regularly up. So people in the chat were excited. Thank you guys. Irregularly. Irregularly. Peace. All right. Get the hell out. That was a nice way to kick some. Nicest way to kick kick him out. We could possibly come. You can sit over there and look through the way like the old days. You can pretend you. I'm going to smoke some ash. All right. Pretend Woo! you're over at Warren Edson's and you're looking through the glass, and it's like the old days. And I'll just sit here and. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Come on. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Come on, the good old days. Savage. Just like we talked about. Welcome to the last half hour of the show, JJ. Perfect time. JJ's like, that's exactly what he wants. He doesn't want any more than a half an hour because <laughs> then he's going to have to sit here too long. We got a lot of weed, though. Um, Anything, anything good? Yeah, we got all sorts of flavors. I'll let you. I'll, I'll, I'll let take you. A, take a look. These are all individualized, and then this is one of I don't know. If, he, he knows all the names and all the background. <laughs> I have no idea. I just go like, okay, this one smells like that, and that one smells like that. I like that. <laughs> they were, yeah, and like I said, I, 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 you know, it's always funny. Like though, the f- whenever you smoke somebody else's weed, the first fucking joint is always so different than all the next. Like even though oh, it doesn't, yeah. even though it's. It's still good. It's like there's like that. Um, you want to call the guy like right away, like dude, fucking shit. I don't even know why I'm calling you right now, but it's good. Your weed's good, bro. Like, I, okay, I forgot. Oh, bye. <laughs> like, yeah, then you hang up, and then you're like, fucking good. And then the next time you smoke it, you're like, you're waiting for that, and then you're like, oh, it's still good, but that it just gets you so fucking off the fucking. Left. I made everybody kiss the ring after you called the other day. Did you? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> kiss the ring, bitches, right now. It was killer. No, I'm telling you, I was like, in my, and it's funny because my wife's really like, doesn't really like, you know, she's not a big weed head. She appreciates it, but she's not like a big weed head. But instantly it was like, wow, what's that? You know what I mean? It was like, oh, there you go. And here's five it's more ball. flavors, honey. <laughs> I brought it all for you. I could have bought you more. <laughs> it's, no, it's, you did, you did fine. You did fine. No, there's, and, we and, got flavors for days. Yeah, no, and, and, that's really good weed too. And burns really good. good. It's all very poppy and nice. I like it. See, JJ's approving. This is a, this is <laughs> this is half the battle right here. If we can get JJ to approve, then we know we're we're onto something. He's kind of like Mikey was with uh, cereal. Remember? He likes it. He likes it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? JJ's liking it. Holy shit! What's That's going awesome. on? This hasn't happened since the nineties. Um, 
<laughs> a, lot, a lot of sativa, right? A couple of them, yeah. like, is it Durban or something? No, it is, a bunch of that is Mandarin Sunset it's, it's a bunch from of ethos, ethos. A bunch of ethos. Okay. Lots of ethos in there. Nice. I was telling Adam, I tend to generally... This is like a cookie? I'll hold my, my garden to one breeder at a time. Okay. And it's pretty cool. And like this last run, you know, we had great, huge success with with some of Collins' gear, and well, actually all of Collins' gear. Right. So, but we got some really, really good beans from somebody close just a couple of days ago, and that's going to be the next one. It, there's some tight ass genetics there. Somebody. Somebody important gave me some, some somebody guy. important beans, and they're badass. Oh man. But yeah, these are some pretty uh, definitely some. I think you said the only complaint was the buds would bend all the stems. The stems wouldn't support the buds, which is always, I love, oh, those no. are the complaints I'm always like, you know, those are the ones you want to get. You're like, yeah, I'm sorry, bro. Well, you know, they're slobs. They're so big and heavy, they just lay all over themselves. You know, and then you're like, oh, I'm sorry, bro. Like, yeah. Now I'll try to make them thinner and less <laughs> floppy for well, That's you. what they have steaks for. Uh-huh. Amen. Yeah. Steaks and nets. You know, in some plants... Um, that's the charm of most of them is that you can't believe that this thing is just, it's almost like weird because you're like, how would it even grow like this on its own anyway? Uh, like that, somehow I'm holding it up. That startup's always that, yeah. falling over the place. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think naturally <laughs> that, it, that it could because just from the, the weight, it would just flop over. And a lot of times it's just stems will break. Mm-hmm. And so without that extra yeah. loving care, I don't think it could really uh, reach the potential that it does. Yeah, the Star Dog is one of my favorite strains, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I it's, love it, that. it's pretty amazing when you cut down the right thing and it's being held up by, like, you know, literally, like, it's all being held up by a net at that point and just you cut the last bit and collapses down. And you're like, holy shit, that would have never survived. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is like, I mean, it's a little bit like forced uh, farming at that point where you're like, chickens that don't make sense and they don't even have legs anymore because they're just right. barely coming all, out of them just making them all fat yeah, it's all breast exactly yeah. all breasts um so you just came down by yourself today yeah peabud's uh still working he said he was gonna try to make his way down i don't know if he's gonna make it before the end of the show but yeah, okay well even if he gets down for tonight that's cool I actually have a uh, sold out rsvp so i was amazed on that nice. was like, so Ooh. checking out the new digs and mostly because it's stoners and i saw like tiling <laughs> tiling did three times in a row so, so it's like Okay, there's three less. <laughs> well, call, call bouncers. You're going to be turning people back. Yeah. <laughs> well, he timed it out good on a Friday night, and the weather's not really too bad. You uh, know, for uh, for a you know, January in uh, Denver, back in New York right now, I think they got six or eight inches of snow, and it's like... It is brutal on the East Coast right now, isn't it? It's like, wow, because, you know, everybody thinks about Colorado as being, like, this rough, horrible place for the winter, and they're always laughing, like, ah, you live in Colorado, you have to shovel in your snow all the time. I'm like, no, actually, never, because it hardly ever snows in Denver. Maybe once, I think we had two snowstorms this year. They weren't really storms to be talked about. And then now you got the East Coast getting rocked. Did you see, like... Close to the water, though, how bad it got. Austin, like, Boston, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, it's, it's bad enough ice. Yeah. You're just looking at it yeah. like, oh. Yeah, it's bad enough water, but then you get the ice cold water. It's flooded. Uh, and then ice chunks and crunks yeah, and you funks and yeah. oh, my God. You couldn't God. survive in that water. You oh, know, no. You go into no. shock. Oh, yeah, you know, you're you, done. Yeah. It's not like these people that were wading through these big flooded floods down south and all. 
Yeah, no, completely Ask different. Him. There he is. No, that's that's heavy. Yeah, the ninety-one. Now is with it? Kogro, you can yeah. feed him at four point <laughs> eight EC, guaranteed by this guy. He guarantees it. Actually, guaranteed. No, I told you that. <laughs> I good luck with it. <laughs> you just stick it in the bottle. You put the roots. You just open it up yeah. and you put the thing in the top Directly of the bottle. In the and bottle. Just, boom. No, it's please sounds, don't do that. No, don't do that. <laughs> do not do that. But uh, have you ever heard of that product? No, no, I haven't. Oh, well, they're uh, both using it. He's been sort of repping it now, right? Are you repping? Yeah, I've been repping it for about a year. It was something that when I left Way to Grow, I ran it for a little over a week and called those guys looking for a job. I had a lot of nice, really good, big bottle offers and chased the Kogo guy instead. Nice. It's good. It's good, clean stuff. I have no complaints. It's one. It's literally like a two-part thing. Two-part so nutrient. It's, it's, and it's. It's, it's what everything here is grown with, and it definitely burns really, really nice, which, you know, it's first first step. It's like, okay, it seems to burn clean, and it tastes really good. So mm-hmm. I was pretty impressed. I, I, will, I will run a little bit with it because, you know, simplicity is never uh, a bad thing. Well, 30-plus years, and it's, it's definitely the best nude I've ever ran. And I thought that House and Garden was the one. Well, House and Garden put on weight. Like it didn't have the, I didn't think it very much... Gave out the flavor profiles. Right? Right, yeah. I think you pretty much got the house and garden flavor going on there at a certain point where you're like, oh, this is this house and garden? How'd you know? You're like, because it all kind of tastes like that, you know? Whereas this one seems to be like, you know, maybe it has something that was common thread, but it doesn't seem to be overpowering in any way, shape, or form. Or, but we were just all young then wanting to stack. Yeah. And that's what it does do. So, uh, what what are your thoughts on uh, upcoming Indo Expo? I think I mean as far as sessions and all the weird and everyone's freaking right. Out, everyone's yeah. starting to get weird. I'm mean, starting to hear some weird things. Are People you guys are doing posting. another breeders panel? Yeah, we're going to be doing the breeders panel nice. and uh, yeah, which I mean I hope that's not a target. We're going to get that breeders panel. Well, that's what those breeders jump them in their tracks. <laughs> they're helping them breed more. Breed. No, no so. but they're talking oh. even like the meta is going to come swooping down, and so uh, it's not like it's not like they're selling THC products there. So I don't no, know no. what everyone's no. worried about. But now they're even talking about the seeds. So really, well, it's going to be an inch. I mean, that would be it, that. It, that it, would be stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's it's crazy because uh, there's two sides of everything. Like, obviously, we should be cautious about things like that. Where we shouldn't be like, oh, yeah, they'll never do it. And all of a sudden, we're all fucking like, oh, my God, they did we're it. All, you know, we're all the chain gang. <laughs> like, they did it. <laughs> we're going fed now. Um, but at the same time, I also don't think uh, they're going to be able to get the cooperation from any local jersey. You know, like here, they're not going to yeah. get cooperation right, for sure. Right, no. Especially not on anybody super small. And you know, it, it, it's it's a it's a weird because I, I think you know I had a bad year this year where I had to deal with the man. Other people had other problems, and it's just like we kind of always think that we're past all this shit, and then all of a sudden it kind of like pops up, pops yeah. up, and you're like, "Are you fucking kidding me right. again? Like I have to go back into that mode again?" And it's like it's really hard because a lot of us are just like, "Who cares anymore?" You know what I mean? We're like calling each other. People are making thousand dollar or thousand kilo deals of hemp and just CBD, not specifying anything beyond like dude I got a thousand rack you got a thousand pack cool alright later it's like they don't know that is hemp you know what I mean but still yeah. it's only 50 bucks a fucking pound or whatever but still it's you sounds know, big. it sounds huge and so I'm so surprised you know that people are you know 
going to have a hard time going back to burner phones and feeling like they have to hide what they were doing because everyone thought everything's legal and it's all cool, but now all of a sudden, you know, you're like, well. Semi-cool. Yeah. And, right. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, one part of me is kind of like, okay, cool, it's business as usual, right? Like, we can just keep rolling the way we were rolling and it's going to keep a lot of people at bay and there's going to be those guys who are just about to dump... Hundred million bucks into something are going to be like fuck that we're not doing that you know because that's going to be hard I, I think it's going to be hard to get those big deals done yeah, right because people are going to be paranoid as hell because yeah, the bigger the deal well yeah when you start Stick talking hundred million feet, anything it's like gangsters ears perk up politicians ears perk up anybody who's in any kind of power position is like hundred million I'll get a piece of that you know what I mean it's, mm-hmm. even if I get a little chunk it's a couple million you know what I mean whatever it's like easy thing to grab money out of and that's kind of what I think that's going to be scary because you know like that's kind of like everything like it used to be back in the day in florida when i was living there in the late 80s or whatever it was like working on boats they were so paranoid about me working on boats with them because i was young and i they were just like you cannot have weed if you have any weed we're gonna lose the boat like they come on here and you have a roach on the fucking boat they'll take the whole boat and they they do it they do these sweeps they come in and you know we're so i'd always be like have to leave my weed somewhere in the parking lot or something and then go work on the boat and then go out to my car. But then I come in smelling like weed and they'd all be like, dude, you're going to get us all, ah, you're going to lose the boat. And I'm like, I don't, you know, I'm not bringing it on the board. I'm not bringing it on board. But like, yeah, it's uh, kind of like we just have yeah. to get back to that mentality of like, at least we'll sell a lot of stash boxes and we'll sell, <laughs> we'll start selling all these other things. will start to change a little bit and turkey bags again. Back to G mode. Carbon filters will be growing. You'll set up, start selling again. There's a lot of those things people don't do anymore. Like, fuck it. Yeah, definitely. Smell it. It's loud, bro. Loud. You know, the whole street's loud. You're like, okay, that's not going to happen anymore. That's just federal. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how that just all coincide with, uh, you know, start up with Cali. Yeah, so I think they were possibly trying to make a statement with that one. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's obvious. And then and on top of that, you know, it's... Cali just pisses them off to no end. Well, the thing is, always do what they want. But once Cali goes, the rest of the country is probably going to go. Yeah. And And, and it is. You know, New Jersey now is, you know, they're going to be one of the first states that is a non-referendum state, meaning that the actual state legislator voted on uh, recreational. So when uh, I think Chris Christie goes out, I don't know if he's out now or or sometime this month, but when the new governor does take over, that is going to be one of the, his priorities to get that mm-hmm. uh, into motion. So we'll see what happens. But there's not going to be any home growth, so it's just going to be a monopolized... Mm-hmm. Well, that's fun. <laughs> Jersey style. Yeah, they just want you to come and buy, and so they get your tax money. So Come and donate. Right. Right. Hmm. And I feel a lot of the states back east are kind of going to be leaning towards that where they have total control of the market and how many people are going to get licenses and who gets them and so on and so forth. Well, it's interesting because like Rhode Island's already got kind of like they're all ready to change. They're going to do their thing soon too because once, once Massachusetts said it, now they're like, well, shit, now we're going to fall in behind because I've talked to people out there and they're just like, dude, it's like people are getting nervous, you know, because all of a sudden if Massachusetts is just, you know, because Rhode Island touches a little here, a little there, so if there's no reason to go to Rhode Island anymore, if Massachusetts is going to do it for them, and they're talking about having clubs and get more, you know, way more loose than than they are even 
thinking about, so they're already like, oh shit. So they're gonna do it, you know. I think I think all the East Coast will flip just in some way, shape, or form real fast. I well, you know, a lot faster than here. At the end of the day, it's it's about the dollars that they can bring in from it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's you know it's sad because. You see how quickly, like, it's it's kind of like the same thing that was in Amsterdam for so long, where when people lived there, and other people came, and they'd be super excited, and they'd be like, this place is great, and you'd be like, mm, not really, you know what I mean? Because you knew, because you were there, that there was a very small percentage of good weed. It was mostly, you know, for your friends and shit. The shops didn't have good weed, because they just turned over to tourists, and they didn't care. They had one drawer with five kinds of, you know, with one kind of weed and five names, and they'd just be like... <laughs> you get that, then you get this from this drawer. You're like, it looks right. pretty much the same. It says something different, you know. And then they don't care. And there's a couple shops there that did good, like Katsu and a few other good shops. And then those those ones would is where all the Americans would go to because at least they know that they were getting kind of different kinds of weed and some, you know, good, they had good haze and things like that. But this kind of happens really in every legal state where it's exciting, but then the real heads are like, it sucks now because it doesn't change at all for them except for makes it cheaper and less you know i mean less less glamorous maybe or less you know and there's only a few people that don't care enough to to do it or, or you know buy an ounce at a reasonable price because then you're paying it 40 percent in taxes that's like bullshit too so because we're all kind of like renegades in our own in our in our own way you know well it's kind of like that here in denver if you talk to any of the locals like you know how many you know local real heads go into mm-hmm. a you know mm-hmm shop regularly you know most of them have a little grow themselves or their buddy has one so yeah or or they you know they they're tight enough with people that they got some in, inside scoop maybe they're not proper tourist tourists they're more like you know they get the deals because their friend works there and they got to like go oh, cool, yeah, i got got the spot you know mm-hmm. they're on that they're still on that like got to chase it around they're back where we were when we were making phone calls to try to score one ounce of weed it was like took all day and you're like god me all day, 19 phone calls. I had to drive 200 miles, and the weed sucked. You know what I mean? That was like that was the reality of what we had going on back in the 80s. <laughs> you know what I mean? When we were just like, kind of took what you could get. Yeah, exactly. And if you just drove that far, you're like, well, I guess it's not exactly what you were saying, but but it was always perfect. Right. <laughs> on the phone, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's oh, dude, it's gonna be great. You know, and you get there as well. You know, I don't know. Hey, it's a stick and three seeds, not the well. I think a lot of the commercial gardens in Denver are starting to focus on hash also more than their flower, and that's put a huge damper on the on the flower quality that that's coming true. out of that is places. True. It's a shortcut. Yeah, and that and that it inst- well, be. it just instantly makes it people doesn't have to be. Well, you know, like it used to be bad with people taking things down at eight weeks when it should have been nine weeks. Now people take them down at six weeks because some you know they know that they're only going to lose. Three percent yield and lighter color, and they're going to have a clearer right, a product, clearer color and then everyone's going to think it's better, and, and right. they're going to be like, "Okay, we're going to do that." And then, so now they get five, you know, five or six crops a year, even if they're really crazy and they just want to jam them in every time. So it is kind of like, then it takes the magic out of it, and you're all, wah, wah, wah. you know, like it's hard as a grower to not finish a plant mm-hmm. just because it's like. That's what they want, or you know, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's one of the most disheartening things. <laughs> and and also, I think you know, for flower versus concentrate, it probably make more money off of the concentrate, you know, compared to the flower. If it's in if house, you broke it down, yeah, if it's yeah. in house and stuff, uh, yeah. if they have it all right, figured right. out, like vertical. That's the thing that's weird is that, like, it, a lot of times it's fucking spot on. You're like, dude, it's exactly the same. Like, it's literally the same with a lot more steps, but the demand is higher. So then you got. 
you know, that, that part knocks it back where you're like, well, got to do it just because the demand is higher. Like you have a harder time selling the same amount of flour as you would turning it into oil because um, the oil is moving off the shelf quicker. Right. Um, but it costs you just as much, if not maybe a little bit more, but still it's worth it. You know what I mean? So then you think of all the steps you have to go through. You got to get a this, that, break it down, take it to the here, take it out, put it, sell it, and you're still getting the same amount of fucking money. You know, it's like, ah, like it kind of an... Yeah, it's a it's a yeah. frustrating it, scale. Sometimes, like at, at Mayflower, where we're at, we have a lab on premises, but to sell product from our OPC grow to the lab, we have to pay a tax on that between right. just in our own transfer facility, tax, transfer tax in our own yeah. facility. Yeah. Well, you have to do that too if you have a warehouse and then you right. transfer it into your dispensary, store, or anywhere, yeah. Yeah. or anywhere. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's getting definitely like more and more to the point where you're like, "Fuck!" There's so many steps to you have to follow to to stay within the compliance, and it's it's it is such a it's like it's like you have a union guy in your in your grow now all of a sudden like standing there next to you going like, "Okay, well if you move that bottle to that fucking side of the shelf, you got to pay two dollars." You know what I mean? And you're like, "What?" Wait, Relocation. Yeah, it might be burning a little weird. So. um how has it been going on the after the post post Emerald Cup? How's your how's your sales uh, sales and stuff from that worked out good? And yeah, things, everything things. worked out well. Yeah. You know, uh, enjoyed the holidays and just you know rolling into the new year. You know, the first thing's going to be the Zindo Expo show. Right. So looking forward to that. I saw Vondo and Max when I was there. That was actually kind of funny because we were just yeah, I did. Yeah, I got to see them too, and it was just kind of like everything is kind of almost gone full circle now. Right. Well, I told them we we're we we're trying to get the bro. Right? Yeah, of course, of course, always trying to get the bro. No, we were gonna we were trying to just to sit down there and do something, but we were both also busy. That I was like, all right, well, still gotta get the bro. And actually, what's funny is that Max is the one that wrote the text to me that the bro sent to me, which was the breakdown as far as Max could remember, you know what I mean? And I was like, okay, so here's the, the, the breakdown of what they think, you know what I mean, as far as Staten Island hit to here, RFK to this, you know, and I was kind of like, okay. Uh, then I talked to Max and Vondo and got like, oh, okay, so you're the one. You know, I was like, it was all pieces of the puzzle were coming together. I was right, like, all right, right. we're going to do this. We've got to do this at least so that it's out there in that form and there can always be additions to two and whatever because it's sort of like it's sort of like Josh D and, and Matt's deal where you know there's a million other things that went around it but there is definitely that story and we know that for 100% fact that that is what became that which became that you know so but there is like a trail that we want to follow and I feel with Sour it's there up to the it's all about the fucking initial time when there was seeds and we don't 100% know there's, there's going to be some mystery in there you know what I mean where there's like we don't even know because nobody right. really took notes at that particular moment and there was multiple and there was some sensey in there you know what I mean so all the, that part of the story kind of just makes it all like fuck <laughs> it's like a jiffy pop deal you know what I mean so it's, it's in there it's like, I feel like we don't know you know and then as more people emerge you get another piece of, of the story the, or their version of it as they remember it yeah, and, and and I mean, and then there's all the time in between after that where it gets even, you know, some people are embellishing, obviously, and other people are just flat out wrong, and then some people just don't remember. <laughs> and then, and, but then it's, it is kind of, it is like, 
it's funny because Mo, my friend Mo, who you, you met Mo when you were out there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Mo is like, you know, in Hal's ear, like, come on, Hal, just let's all sit at the table one day, do this, get it over with, then everyone can be on the same. We'll know exactly who, where is in what position of when, who put what seed where. You know what I mean? And it's like, and, that, and, and it is pretty straightforward, but everybody's just so like issued out and they got their own little, and he doesn't want to talk. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a classic. It's, right. It's, it's literally like, cannabis therapy group we're trying to make it happen bro i'm trying right. trying my hardest the bro has been like three times one time was the best because i wasn't in town and he came in and Matt, mitch was there and then the internet wasn't turned on like the internet <laughs> wasn't course. paid for and i was I, doing a panel or a seminar thing and I, in between i went and tried to get on the phone to and i didn't have my fucking number of my thing and it just was like a shit show where it's just like, I got guys in the studio and I'm trying to, the bro's like, dude, I'm going to the show, fuck it. You know, and he leaves and I was like, ah. It was so close, but yet so far. Um, but yeah, the Sour Story is kind of like uh, one of those things where, it, did, did that documentary thing ever come out? Did he put that out? The Vice thing or whatever it was? No, I don't, I haven't seen it. They filmed some stuff though, right, at one point, but yeah, never came out. Be, uh, it, I feel like it's uh, we're, we're getting to that kind of like skateboard sort of history where like it's, a, it's literally that not that long ago you know like skateboarders were in the 70s 80s and they all kind of went in their own direction some guys stuck to it some guys went in other ways a lot of different you know when you watch those old videos or when you watch that um, skateboard Dogtown dog skateboard yeah. Yeah. like that style I feel like that's almost where we're at now with 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 weed because sure. it was all underground and it was all you know, and everybody was doing their thing and they had their own style and some guys were just completely off the wall and doing weird shit and some guys were sticking to their guns and you know what I mean and now we're so it is it is it is a format that's gonna um, it's just come, I mean it's just now forward. getting safe to talk about that kind of stuff too so yeah well it's not the opposite where people are like now. Wait a minute! I was doing container loads across the border on a weekly basis. And like, really? I didn't know you were doing that. Oh, yeah, bro, I was doing that in underground bunkers. And, yeah, anything to make the story good, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, the Indo Expo. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be a no-brainer that it'll be, it'll be fine. But at the same time, I think everyone's going to be on their little their little extra tense moments as far as like. When it comes to, you know, we were kind of on a weird high there, and it's just like you get slapped a little bit, and it happens in this industry so often that we're kind of mm-hmm. used to it too. So I don't think it'll last very long. But just because we're within the same month, it'll probably still. I think it'll still be like people on people's fucking topic of the day. You right. know what I mean? Like, what do you think about sessions? What do you think about sessions? I mean, it's almost like you want to make a what a who gives a fuck about Sessions pin just to give to everybody at the show. Like, here you go, fuck Sessions. You know. but, I, but I saw, I think it was Canacon was supposed to be having a show in San Jose or something. I think that they canceled it or something. Hmm. Wow. So I guess they got to sort out, you know, all the rules and regulations on. Yeah, you know, and I think the, the uh, as we've seen, the show game is definitely getting rinsed out a lot. So a lot of those guys, like those guys in particular, I tried to help him out a few shows, but I saw some like, ooh, wow, that's a lot of money lost. You know, like looking at like the potential of how much they probably rented the place for and all the fucking promotion and all that. And then you see like a real weak fucking show up to the place because there was a show 
a month earlier. You know what I mean? And everyone, Alaska, well, that's the whole thing too. That, that everyone's the whole, chasing each other's tails. Yeah, and, it's know. all saturated. Yeah. So I mean, you got to kind of almost like the fact that it may knock out some of those not real people who were just doing it because they were making lots of money and seeing, oh, this is great. People love it. I mean, that one in Vegas was nuts. You know what I mean? Right. Like that was like. Holy shit! That was like you know you walked around and everybody just who was in the industry for a long time was like, kind of like sitting in the corner looking at it all weird, going oh, like, "Fuck, dude, this is out of control!" Like you know what I mean? And then everyone else is new. Is like, "Woo, have you seen this vape?" Pay? You know they're really out there selling their wares, but you're also looking at them like they're gonna fail, they're gonna fail, fail, man, nah, you know, dime a dozen. And there's a big difference between industry shows and the festivals. You know, and I would, yeah. you know, classify the festivals as these, you know, mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of like the Emerald Cup, High it, Times. Emerald Cup's kind of, yeah, definitely. Um, at least they have a good, at least they have good, uh, you know, r- rapport with their vending as far as people are getting, you know, people are doing lots of business, things are moving. Like, I'm talking, when you do Canacon and you see, like, it's like the same guy. You're like you, you walk, you feel bad. You walk down the aisle and you're like, "I'm just a dude. I'm not gonna buy anything. Sorry." And they're all like, oh, "I thought it was somebody." Oh, you know, and that's, those kind of shows are painful to be at. And at the same time, it's like you're like, "Wait a minute." So that you know, how much did they lose? And you know, there's something inherently wrong with this formula so you need to like change it up so if they so well it's just not the vendor it's the vendors and the show mm-hmm. you know because I mean? some of the people you see vending at those shows are just like mm-hmm. well you know the thing is it's always like the I feel, again you feel bad you see the guy in the corner and he's got his like LEDs from China and he's like right. sitting there with his <laughs> bad suit on and, and the bad you know and the, and the LEDs are all really pink and bad and you walk away and don't even look at him. You know, he's like, don't look at him. He's gonna. He's and, he, and he's don't depressed. He's depressed. He hasn't made one sale. He's not gonna make any sales, and he's just out of his element. You know what I mean? And then you get other booths, which you see are, are going. People are going nuts, and, and you know, that's and, usually the case. And people are like, "What do you? What do you do? Mm-hmm. Seeds? Mm-hmm. You know, just, to them, the kind of mind boggling." Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing pans out because right now the the hardest part is the fact that seeds always are like they're they're on two sides of the fence all the time. They're like the most benign sort of. You can't get high from them. You can have a pile right. of them right here. Nobody's going to be able to smoke them or do anything. There's no THC, but the potential. You know, what I mean, it was always like that was a scary part when whenever that was always brought into like, like somebody who has you know oh. But potentially could get two pounds off of you know you, you know two pounds off of each one is very potential you know it is it is potential of course but males females ratios etc there's all these things that come into effect but the problem with the seeds is that they like a lot of times take take them as like if they get the wrong guy behind it, he could just say oh yeah this is it the source right. that's where it all comes you know got to stamp these guys out you know what I mean so I'm always worried about that I've always been like that's the seed guy thing where you're kind of like you, you're always it's weird, like you're like the bad boy of the industry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's all bad and seeds, like the seed guys. And then once it gets to the end place, it's all it's safe now. You know, it's cool. It's but a yeah. very gray area. It is. It kind of always has been, and that's. I mean, doing work over the years has always been. That's been the part that people didn't understand because you'd be like, well, you know, kind of like you waste a lot of time and energy and space to do the little bit you do. 
and then you get to where you want to go, and then you, then you, then 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 it's then you might have something. But for all the work in between is like it's literally. Luckily, you know, extract shit like that makes it work. Mm-hmm. And you know, in Amsterdam, it was like, oh, cool, we can make hash, you know. And then nowadays, people finally. Imagine if they didn't make extracts, if people just weren't on savvy or something, they'd be like sitting around with making butter all day or something. They'd be like, dude, we have so much butter right now. We have butter. We have gallon. We have giant, humongous silos of butter. You know what I mean? That's what it was. So, uh, but in general, uh, right? You know, that's how these things work. It's extracts keep the things, keep the grease going. You know what I mean? And then the the few flowers that are grown well, like the ones you guys are doing hit the shelves and if it's not up to par there's really no point in hitting the shelves these days because yeah it's for sure pretty pretty uh, doggy dog you got flowers in any kind of shops that you know of besides people like him or your star dog or whatever um star sp- dogs everywhere yeah i know yeah. It's yeah. everywhere the damn really star is. dog well, there, there, there's a few Anybody like specific They have like Like a full line of your gear though or anything not or? a full line you know there's a few different We're shops we talking that, about yeah. I said, I get there's a, a rep that works with you guys named Matt. He came in and talked with us. Um, not he works with a couple different uh, breeders in town, and he's been talking about coming in. And we do just specifically one strain per room or two strains per room or something like that. JJ's like, I, I have nobody named Matt. Happened. I'm going to get to the bottom of this right now. He's like, yeah, I'm getting to the bottom of this. There's some, there's some dude named Matt trying to sell my gear. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, now, th- no, there's a few shops. Solstice has a Star Dog, that, thir- mm-hmm. that 30% THC. Nice. Uh, there, there's a few other ones. You know, not a full line, but you know, right. a few strains here and there. I'm, ta- I'm talking right now with someone, and we're trying to get into into metric and get get some flowers into the, into the shop. So it's yeah. not a done deal yet, but hopefully sometime hey, this not year. Until I make that deal, is it a done <laughs> deal, my friend? We know that. So, sometime this year, hopefully, we'll you'll be seeing Top Dog in in some rec shops here in in Colorado. Yeah, that'd be awesome. No, it's, it, it is such a pain in the ass. It's, like, it's crazy how the whole metric it thing is, like yeah. has turned into like such a rigmarole to just get a simple thing like new genetics into a facility or yeah, it's or, such a gray area. Yeah, and it's just like so unnecessary, and at the same right. time like highly debilitating to the industry in the sense of like people then become like, well, I can't call it that because I have this in the system, and I'm going to do that. You know, and it's like there it goes. Like you don't even like give. Uh, you know, give the right name because you can't change it because the guy's got locked. You know, and and the way they, it's all timing. And if you've been uh, grandfathered in or not, or if you're on your first rent, so confusing that I get like I go nuts sometimes. Like people be like, you know, it sounds so contrived. <laughs> like why would you make it so difficult? It's almost like somebody that's their job. Like your job is to make everyone's life difficult. <laughs> just, like, just what you got to do. Just dip, make it difficult. Here's a no. simple task. Everything that now makes complicated. sense. Just well, that's the med. They make everything difficult. Yeah, yeah. and then some. That's very true. So we're uh, we're winding on down. We actually did it. Six o'clock. Boom. Six o'clock. We started on time, didn't we? Relatively. Like two minutes. Late. What? Like, two minutes. Oh, we're about two minutes. Short. Two minutes late. Two, two more minutes. That wasn't bad. See, JJ didn't just uh, got to the point where JJ was like, "Oh man, I gotta get out of here. This is late. Half an hour. That's, <laughs> it's enough." 
Uh, well, cool. I'm glad everybody could come through. And like we said, the tickets are sold out online on Eventbrite, oh, but no. still come on down. I'm sure we could squeeze you in. And I doubt it'll. I'm, like I said, a lot of the stoners, I, know, I saw Ty Link did three times by, by, <laughs> by herself. So that was, you know, there's going to be a few of them in there if you read through it. Wait a minute. Um, but yeah, come on down. 1111 Broadway here at Low. And I want to thank all the sponsors, uh, guys from uh, guys from Seats Here Now, guys from Build a Soil, guys from New Millennium, and Mr. Ron Wallace. Wow, Formula. And is there one more? No, not really. No. Possibly Kogo. We'll see you down the road. Oh, you'll see. <laughs> Indo Expo, uh, Indo- Denver. Exactly. Twenty seven, twenty eight. 27th for sure. I don't know which way it goes. If it's 26, 26. Yeah, probably. Something. And then uh, uh, probably going to do an after party here for them, too. So I figured that, nice. that would have to, have to happen, right? I mean, shit. Well, gotta get, it gotta, looks like you got the spot now upstairs. Yeah. Just as long as the weather co- cooperates. Well, we got a cover over the top now, huh. so we're good. Yeah, so it's, you know, we're all, we're all schmanced out. Still be, it'll still be a little cold. You know how it is. Like, but it feels, feels that much better. So yeah, come on down 1111 Broadway. Um, also, uh, shout out to our beautiful wife Cece, who should be here any minute. She's she t- just I just saw her. Pass. Oh my god! And then she rolled in the door. Like, I didn't even know. I felt her. I felt that she was here. Um, coming to handle handle the the business down here. The business. Uh, shout out to KTI and MTI for keeping the show rolling. Shout out to Drew. Shout out to uh, Jiggy Fly Brett. Brett Fly. Instagram is I am Jiggy Fly. I am Jiggy Fly. Exactly. It took me a little while to find. I I recognized the the Sprout thing, and I was like, oh, that must be him there. I remember. Yeah, exactly. Nice. And of course, JJ from Top Dog in the house, and Tim Martin for coming through and letting us abuse him as he's you know one mm-hmm. thing he's good for it's good for abuse he's a good he's, 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 <laughs> he's a really whipping boy yeah you gotta have one around um, thanks to all listeners and uh, look at that right on time 602 we pulled it off three hours amazing um, see you guys next week maybe we're gonna get off this live stream we're not sure we don't even we're not even paying for it now it's weird right we haven't paid for it like months and I just like stopped and they just kind of like stopped asking me that's awesome at one point they call me every day and then stopped asking me and they just never turned it off so I'm like yeah we're riding it ride the wave man <laughs> until they come and take all my belongings be like we own all of this this is all us so hopefully unless I get they taken take taken away like that you will be good see you guys next week peace thank you practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we want you to smoke the real thing. Why did I smoke the natural herb? Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Ganja.